Welcome back to this week's edition of Men in the Machine. I'm Kevin, and today we are back with a movie review with my two good buddies, usually one good buddy, lately been three good buddies, DJ and Jake. Hit it. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Kevin didn't let us introduce ourselves. Yeah, luckily that was in order of DJ and Jake. But he can introduce us. He's the host. It's like his duty to introduce the guests. I feel cheated, though. If I had said DJ and Jake and you said, hey, what's up, then it would have been bald. It would have been so confusing. Yeah, they would have known the difference. You guys have very distinct radio voices, so it would have been noticeable for anyone who's heard it. one person no one can tell us apart. I can't really. Who's older? Who's younger? I don't know. I mean, I have a bit of a cold today, so my voice is a little deeper than usual. Sexy deep guy voice like Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's topical. Man, the... Speaking of topical, driving here was like reenacting that movie because it, of the weather oh today. My God. I need something in my hands to play with, otherwise I get kind of stir crazy. Yeah, that was what balls to the wall. And I have this thing. I was telling Jake on my drive when we were driving up. If the um windshield wipers are on high, I get like just angry. Just like road rage, where I just mm. I don't like it. It just makes me uncomfortable. So I put them on just normal setting and that couldn't handle the rain. I mean, my wipers just don't work, so it doesn't matter if it's raining or not. Like, if it's just sprinkling, it, I get blinded. Uh, the car was like that for a little while, and Franny kept saying, I can't see when I'm driving, and I was like, you'll be fine. And then I drove it. <laughs> and it just <laughs> crashed into a wall. No, and she, showed she you. A plus to her, because we'd been through some bad rain, and then I drove it one time, and I was like, you can't see out this windshield. So I changed the blades, and now we're golden. Yeah, but that's all I have to do. I didn't like, I don't like them going fast. So even at slow speed, it couldn't, from... Like the water, we we took the Waterford three ninety five, you know, down mm-hmm. past the mall and stuff. From there to exit six, where I got off, or here, you could not see a foot. Cars were going like twenty on the highway with their blinkers on. Yeah, it was. And then when we took got the exit, we hit a puddle of water that straight up. We I was Kevin Costner, call me the Mariner. We were swimming, bro. Mm. It was the car in front of us was a Mustang. It went up above their bumpers. Yeah, wow. if I was driving, I would have actually floated my way through it. Yes. Yeah, they had some severe flood warnings in the area too. Well, actually, yeah, like in my basement. That's the oh yeah, you should check on that when you get home. Outside is currently Waterworld, but driving here was definitely Fury Road, <laughs> yeah. which is the movie we're talking about today. <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we watched. Matt, we talked about it at the end of our last, the last me and you review. Yep, I said we're definitely doing Fury Road next thing, and then the next podcast. Sure enough. Was a Sandman thing, but now it's Fury Road. It was well, the next so hour. Sandman, Fury Road. There's a lot of sand in that yeah. match. Yeah. It was all connected. I planned this out. Also, you went from a bad movie to a good movie. So you haven't seen it, and Christy would not be happy with you saying those sort of things. No, she likes Tank Girl. I don't no. know if she cares about Waterworld. She loves Waterworld. Oh, she's weird. Because I walked into Best Buy to buy it. Because remember, I couldn't find it on anything, and I thought I owned it, but Franny packed it away. So I was like, I gotta buy it for me and Deej. So I walked in, and literally the first thing I said was, do you have Waterworld? And Chris said, if we had Waterworld, I think I'd know about it. <laughs> Did they? And, I, and no, they didn't have it. And I was like, wait, I mean, yeah, I get that you're the movie guy. And she, well, movie girl. And she's like, no, 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 I love Waterworld. And I was like, oh, really? Because Jake's talking a lot of crap. And then she said she was going to bring it up with you. I but I guess it. she's a liar and didn't yeah, do that. She, did. <laughs> she loves Waterworld, rightfully so. DJ even said it was okay to watch. Yeah, it's not terrible. <laughs> that's like it's, it's, it's not as bad as his reputation. That's all I needed to. That's you can, all you can at least just show up for Dennis Hopper as the villain. He's pretty great in that He's movie. He's pretty great. Uh, and actually, while we're on the story of retconning old episodes, kind of ish, 
the did you listen to the newest Sandman one that me and Craig put nope. up? There's a there's an issue in that that is very Shakespearean. Okay. And we basically glossed over it entirely because I know nothing. I can't even understand Shakespeare, and it just happened to be one of the only Shakespeare things Craig hadn't read. Was that the thing that DJ was talking about? Yes, the, in the chat. The Midsummer Night's Dream? Yeah. So when you go back and listen to that, DJ, if anyone's ever curious, just hit up DJ. He knows it all because I... Yeah, that was, was actually my favorite story out of the three. Is it really? Yeah. Really? Of the four? Mm-hmm. Of the four, yes. Oh my goodness. I hard disagree, but I, I understand it. If you know Shakespeare... Sure, I just didn't, and therefore I kept. Re- I it was one of those things where you had to convince yourself to power through, kind of like a like a school homework. Oh, okay. you're like, oh, I don't want to read about the Pythagorean theorem again, but you have to. So it actually felt kind of like reading Shakespeare. It felt, <laughs> yeah. I mean, panels of it are just literally excerpts from the play. So. Yeah. So it is reading Shakespeare, and then Neil Gaiman, like, yeah, he, he's a dense writer in general, not like. He's dense and dumb. Met like what a dumb dumb. He puts a lot into everything he writes. There's a lot of like yeah. context tied back to this. There's lots of uh, like allusions to this sort of work, and then there's like double meanings in every sentence. So it can be tiresome. So when you say dense, you mean there's a lot of meaning behind it, not there's a lot of words. Not necessarily writing. a lot of meaning, but it's one of those things where if you read it five times, each time you could choose to focus on one layer okay. of what he's writing. And someone like me, a real dunce. I couldn't handle when you mix that with Shakespeare. By itself, give me some time, I'll break it down. But tie it together with something like Shakespeare where the dude literally made his own sort of language? No, I got nothing. Okay. So, you know, Shakespeare, George Miller, very similar people. And (laughs) for Mad Max Fury Road, that movie was not at all what I thought it was. Oh, really? Yeah, no, like, so what I've heard of it is that it was great. And I, just before we get to the end of the podcast where we review it, I agree. So great. But no, it's... So the most common description of it, which is true, is that it's a two-hour long action, uh, action scene. Yeah, it is nonstop action start to finish. And that There's is... little breaks, but... But even the breaks are kind of like... They're, they're high stakes. They're tense, yeah. yeah. yeah the breaks like have stakes, you know what I'm saying? And uh, even with those... Because the, the character moments are wonderful there's so little dialogue and so little backstory but yet you can really understand it start to finish yeah you understand the characters and their motivations even though they don't talk a whole lot like i'm pretty sure up until like the last sentence that max says he talks in like one syllable responses no he talks in the old sick guy voice that the moms love to hear yeah yeah he's and it's like raspy. I don't it know. It always how. sounds like he's narrating like a past event or something. It is the polar opposite of his Bane voice. Like it is. Yeah, it is. He's like it's like his Bane voice is him impersonating Prince, but his voice is too <laughs> low to do it. And his this voice is impersonating James Earl Jones, but he's not smooth enough to pull it off. That's what it was like to me. But in a good way. He just needs a lozenge. <sighs> you ain't freaking kidding. Well, he needs water. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's the common thing. But, I mean, there's, like... We're there's... talking about Tom Hardy as Mad Max. Oh, yeah, did course, I understand his course. name? Yeah, Tom Hardy. Um, the m- When the movie came out, the main character, billed as the main character. Mad I Max. disagree. He's not. No, that's, no. that's like, the... No one thinks he's the main character. Yeah. But that was, like, the build, the marketing. Yeah. Because he's Tom freaking Hardy. Of course you're going to market him as um, yeah, so sexy lead. Is this Mad Max movie actually in continuity with other Mad Max movies? Yes. Yes. It okay. is a direct sequel, I, I'm believe right? it is and that you see that max is having a lot of like those ptsd visions mm-hmm. those are like characters so, so those are things that... that 
me have not seen the other movies don't really get, but you can kind of like it alludes to. Well, yeah, they're they're nods to the other movie, but you don't actually need to have understood who those characters are to get what they yeah it's the just, purpose they serve in this film, which is to give you the characterization of what Max's deal is, and that he's a very haunted person. Like this is actual Max too. This is Mel Gibson's Max, right? It's not a different Max. Well. Well, they're the same character. Yes, yes. it's not. <laughs> Tom Hardy is now Mad Max. Are you yes. saying that Tom Hardy and Mel Gibson are the same person? I've, I've yeah, never no, seen them in the same no, room. See, Mel Gibson got in a lot of trouble for that whole Jew debacle, so he got a ton of plastic surgery, changed his name, and now <laughs> he's, he's, he's now Tom Hardy. Yeah, he's a successful star. He de-aged 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, haven't, haven't you seen Iron Man or Avengers? The, the uh, What was the last one? Civil War, where they de-age Robert Downey Jr.? Yep. Same thing. Yeah, yeah same thing. But so yeah, that so get these, unsettling. What the, the, the aging? Well, there was another movie that really famously de-aged its lead. Benjamin um, Button. No, 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 no. <laughs> the movie that's about aging. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that not, movie. That's not what I mean at all. Um, there's there's an entire thing where they show a character. Oh, it's a. I know they're doing it for Samuel L. Jackson for um, uh, uh, upcoming Marvel movie in March uh, with the girl Brie, Brie Larson. Yes. Marvel. They de-age Samuel L. Jackson for almost that entire movie. Okay. Well, because it's supposed to take place in the 90s, though. Yes. So. And then there was another one where um, someone took a very short scene from uh, uh, Batman, or Justice League? Batman vs. Superman? Anyways, and they de-aged Ben Affleck to prove that Matt Reeves' movie... Matt Reeves is obsessed with getting a younger Batman. Okay. To prove that they don't have to do that. They can keep it in-universe and keep... Ben Affleck. Mm -hmm. It took them, they said, they put like in their post, it took them like two hours. It was only a 15 second clip, but for one man to do that in two hours and an entire studio do that for a movie, I mean, they could do it. What they could do instead is keep Ben Affleck as Batman and do Batman Beyond instead of his old Batman. That would be incredible, but Batman Beyond is way into the future. Eh, yeah. We don't know how, we don't know the timeline of Justice League. It's true. It's a good point. Or they could just keep old Ben Affleck as Batman and have him be like, I'm 20 Don't years old. you watch him out. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to say something very disrespectful. <laughs> be a real. Uh, he doesn't do the Christian Bale voice, though, so that's a no, little bit real Steve his, situation. his Batman voice is just kind of like flattening and deepening his regular voice. I think Ben Affleck is the best Batman thus far. That's just me. That's just me. I understand. I like Christian Bale as Batman, but I kind of don't like the Christian Bale Batman voice. No, and Christian Bale is kind of a shitty Bruce Wayne. Because mm-hmm. he's very like. Because you think like you look at that guy at a party and be like, oh, that's Batman. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, Batman's here. Like Batman's whole thing is he's like social drinking champagne, like hey friends. <laughs> and Christian Bale's Batman was like sitting in the corner, like basically he, like, in a shadow. Has a cowl. <laughs> yeah. The shadow covers the shadow guys. covers from his mouth up, so you can only see his mouth. And he's like, no, I'm just waiting. Don't worry about me. I don't. Yeah. And and. Uh, the original Michael Keaton suffers from the exact opposite. His Bruce Wayne is like, hey guys, and then his Batman's like, You can buy like, that he's hey not guys. Batman, but you can't buy that he's Batman. Yeah, exactly. So, I... Bat that's, nipples? Bat nipples doesn't count. And, and... That's Clooney, isn't it? But, yeah, Although, that's Clooney. Michael Keaton today, I would buy his old Batman. Oh, Batman. God, I would love to I'd see that. Yeah, I would love to you see You know what? Make it happen. Make it, why not? And then what was... Call the, him up. We're missing one Batman for the... Adam West. Well, you're missing both Val Kilmer and George Clooney. So, George Clooney we don't talk about. Okay, sure. And Because George Clooney isn't either character. He's just George Clooney in that movie. And he's actually ashamed of that role. Yep. And He keeps a picture on his desk to remind him not to take a role just for money. Yeah, and he apologized to the fans, which I appreciate. He's like, listen, I was not right. I just did it because I thought it was uh, the right thing to do. 
but Val Kilmer was actually a pretty damn good Batman. That movie was whatever. It's fine. It's crappy, but it's fine. But he was a good Batman. But that's why I stand that Batfleck is actually the best Batman, because he has a good balance. All of this came from talking about de-aging Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh, yeah, <exactly. laughs> Which is what happened in this movie. He actually looks exactly like Charlize Theron. Fun fact, Mel Gibson plays every character. It's a nutty professor. He was like, George Miller, let's do this. And they just brought the game back. He's all the war boys. (laughs) He's Immortal Uh, Joe. I'm actually going to look up the casting because the main war boy that's you always think is gone but not. Yeah, Nux. That's actually a super good uh, young actor. He played Beast in the X-Men First Class, Apocalypse, and Days of Future Past. The other casting thing of note is that the bad guy, Immortan Joe, is played by the guy who played the bad guy in the original Mad Max. It's a different character, but the same actor. Really. Wait, for real? Yeah. I... That's awesome. And also, he, despite being the... Nicholas Holt is nuts. Despite being definitely the main antagonist throughout the whole thing... You really only get glimpses. I don't think you need to see No, you don't. That makes it better. But it also kind of... I don't know. It may, well, we'll get there. But the ending of his character, I was like... It was oh. not anticlimactic. It just kind of was over. Yeah, it was like... Oh, but that's... I guess that's kind of the beauty of it. Is that because you see his character so little and he's just kind of this like, I'm going to chase you sort yeah. of thing... The rest of the climax yeah, makes you, more sense. Yeah, you kind of just you kind of get he's uh like he the, runs the the, yeah. the you know the campment of them and he's a big fucked up dude. Yeah, and you you all know why you and we all know why we're here. But There's that's a, that's the thing. He like, he's not anyone special when you take him down from his pedestal. Yeah, and have any of you seen a quiet place? No, no. I've seen Kanye place. The of course. Did he say <laughs> scoopity poop? <laughs> uh, so he uh. The guy shredding the guitar, the real main character in this movie, oh, yes. looks, when they rip his face off and reveal he's blind, looks almost exactly like a cre- the creatures from A Quiet Place. Okay. So I was going to make yeah, a he's joke. He's real creepy looking. Oh, Actually, all, all the, like, the war boys or whatever are pretty all right. fucked up in their own way. All right, let's go ahead and start at the beginning. Yeah, start at the... Well, we, so start, we, start with, here, we start with Max yeah. giving, like, a little monologue to kind of set up the world. It's post-nuclear war. It's post-apocalyptic. And everything's a desert, and everyone just kind of drives around in these really sweet cars and blows each other up. And it starts with Mad Max getting himself blown up by some of the war boys. Which, if you've seen any of the other Mad Max movies, you know exactly what this... Like, so that's the beauty of this as far as homage to the other movies. There's not this big, like, hey, we're going to open the universe. Hey, we're going to open this character story. It's like, no, no, it's still Mad Max. Yeah, they they don't give you any like backstory it literally just opens up it's like you assume it's the main character because he's the guy eating lizards and then he just eats a lizard and they're like oh oh action start action a two-headed lizard yeah don't forget that because that kind of shows like some it shows that maybe it was a nuclear thing yeah there's some sort of mutation going on and you get that when you see all the the war boys that they're all like fucked up in some way they're They're just weird looking albino dudes yeah and which it's like are they? I, I couldn't really tell. Are they actually albino dudes? Or are they powdered? Because sometimes I they mean, show cracks. In the movie, they're definitely powdered. Okay. Like, the actors. Are oh no no no! Not yes yes yes. But I meant like sometimes you see like for example the main bad. Guy, I think a lot of it is war paint. Yeah yeah but, that's what I, I think it's mm-hmm. mostly war paint because you see the the little war boy little boys. blowing white powder on the back. Of well the main so bad that guy. like you see like the the you said it was what Morton Joe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's covered in like open sores and shit. Oh yeah, he's so like that. Well. That I kind of more took it as them like putting shit on him so that he can go about his I, day. Oh, yeah. I, I I don't know what it was. I, I was confused. 
They're all. It almost seems like the more lumpy you are, the higher up in society. Yeah, they want the lumps. But yeah, like, so, you notice that the like the higher ranking officials are all super lumpy, with the Morton Joe being the lumpiest of all. Yeah. That's true. Some and his radiation mutations. You yeah, know. like his brother with the elephant foot. You mm-hmm. know that guy's t- and and the the child of one of them. Uh, I don't even know what to call. It's one of Morton Joe's kids. Yeah, it's one of his kids. The little um, like mutant mini person. Yeah, that guy is all freaking super super inbred. He basically just looked like a torso. Yeah, that's a good an apt dis- apt description. Yeah, it's indubitably yeah, so. But. So, so you get the beginning with uh, Mad Max trying to escape, which kind of does. Uh, you, you see the little flashbacks to characters from the previous movies, and it tells you like the two things you need to know about who Max is as a character is that he's he's failed to save some people in the past, and he regrets that deeply. You kind of assume it's maybe his wife and daughter because you see a girl, uh, a woman, and a young girl. Yeah, uh, like the first movie is a straight up revenge film. But yeah, it's about, but yeah. Um, so yeah, he's he's very beaten up about some people that he failed to save. You don't need to know who they are, really, to understand that this is something that affects him and motivates him. And the second thing is, survival is the most important thing to him. Over anything else, he just wants to live. Yeah, and, and it also, the way the dialogue works, it leads you to believe, for like two seconds, that the movie's going to start with him on the run. The movie's going to start like with, Mad yeah, Max, like he's being gonna, Mad Max, yeah, you know? Yeah, like he's going to bust out and he's going to be escaping, yeah. uh, trying to evade these, he, uh, these he, war boys. He's literally there. chewing down a two-headed lizard, gets in his car and like badass, like too fast, too furious, floors yeah. it out of there. And then not, what, 30 seconds later, his, his car's car overturned? and he's yeah. captured. And he's and walking. Even then, he, you know, they're in there, then he's in the, the whatever, the, the cave. We'll call it the Citadel, they call yeah. it. And they're tattooing him, basically he's he's O positive, or O negative, the universal donor. So they're going to use him as a blood bag. Yeah, basically, just, he's just there to keep everyone else alive. Yep. Which is, he, I'm assuming they like, do on the regular. I'm assuming that's like part of their yeah, scavenging. Yeah, you see it all over, like they, later in the movie, they have a bunch of people yeah. hanging in the ceiling. What they eventually do with him is a little bit out of the ordinary, but... Yes. Yes. It was specific to the situation. Yes, <laughs> it was relevant. <laughs> so so it, it does it, again... Also sets you up to believe he's getting tattooed. They're about to brand him, and, and he, he busts out. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna kick some ass. But instead, he just starts running, running. He has his first flashback fear of his uh, yeah, what we're gonna call his daughter. Yeah, he's mo- <laughs> he's monkey barring it, trying to escape. And he sees his daughter up there, and that distracts him long enough for them to grab. No, him. she knocks him down, doesn't she? No, a guy jumps oh, and guy grabs jumps his leg. Him. And when that guy pulls him down and stuff, you know, he fights his way out again, and you get the big. Bust through doors and he's looking over a cliff. Yep. Oh, what do you know? Perfectly timed hook. I'm gonna escape this whole thing. No, Again, no, nope, they no, pull. Then he's <laughs> no, where are you going, guy? Yeah, you get back. He fights here. it for like a minute, pulling back in. Title: Mad Max Fury Road. And then they very briefly and very elegantly kind of explain what this place is. So this is a compound called the Citadel that's run by a warlord named Morton Joe, who has control of the area because, like, between him and his brothers, he controls the water. He specifically controls the water. Yes, only what does he, he call like, it again? Uh, Aquacola. Aquacola, yes. Or Aquacola, something like that. Yeah, I think he, it's like he's Aquacola. got a fun name for it. Yeah. But and he like releases it for like five seconds once a day. And these massive like, three pipes, like these, and they and they have like big tanker trucks that they use. Like they trade the the water for goods. Yeah, so he's got like another brother who runs Gas Town, so he's got all the gas, mm-hmm. and then he's got another brother who runs the Bullet Farm, and he's got all the. Bullets, of the, course. You know, metal and gunpowder, let's so assume. So between them, they, like, control this area. 
and nobody opposes them because they're sitting on all the resources. And the important thing about a Morton Joe, he's this gross old dude with a cool gas mask. He's a very distinct villain design. Yeah. He's a Darth Vader. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a Darth Vader. He's got the mask with the air, like the fluctuating airbag on his back to keep yeah. him alive. And he's got his gang of war boys who basically worship him, and he like promises them that they will be in Valhalla if they die gloriously before him. So, and the war boys are like the best thing about this movie because oh, they're they're, they're, just they're just so hyped all the yeah, time. We're gonna we're gonna get them. <laughs> they're so jazzed up, and, and it kind of gets—it's infectious. It gets you jazzed yeah, up too. Even though they're bad guys, they're not the bad guys. Like they are, but they're just—the uh, uh, boys are just out to have a good time. Yeah, they're just blowing shit up, and they want to die in honor. Like that's his big thing. So when they, so, yes, like they're actually looking to die. Like their goal is to go yeah. out and die. So, the, so after it shows him releasing the water onto the masses and saying, "We're gonna go get." Uh, we're gonna go on a convoy, get more gas, yep, get more It seems like it's a regular thing. And yeah, this happens like, He's every... got Imperator Furiosa, who's Charlize Theron's character, who is the real main character of the movie. Yes, it's yes, a without a doubt. Movie. Such a comics movie. <laughs> it really... It actually is. It really is, like, a very impressive, like... <laughs> but not, like, distractingly so, like... No, it's not like... It's, everybody it, kills everybody. It's equally. basically just empowering female... Yeah. Well, because... So feminism is everyone's okay. equal. It's not feminist or best. Mm-hmm. And in this movie... A lot of women die, a lot of men die, a lot of men kill women, a lot of women kill men. Equal. But there's no women killing women. Equality. Uh, so, <laughs> wait, is there? I can't no, think of one. No, because no, all of the people, all of the war boys are men. Yeah, and all the women are buddies. Yeah. That's why they're called war boys. Yeah. But yeah, so Furiosa, who's Not like... Not war lady boys. Because Craig would Craig be... Would, this Craig, Craig, Craig would be back there yeah. right now, just <laughs> pants off on the ankles. Yeah. Six hot dogs around him, just ready for it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so Furiosa is like one of the higher ranking lieutenants of yep. Immortan Joe. Somehow she gained this rank. She's an imperator. It, it, yeah, and it, it mentions that she's been with them for a while, and she says that her motive in this is redemption, so she's probably done some fairly horrible things to get up to the rank that she's at. Yeah. But she wants out. Yeah. And part of getting out is that she is going to also bust out Immortan Joe's harem. He's just got this harem of women that he calls breeders. Five? Five of them. Five ladies. There's a bunch of them. I think it's five, because after the one dies... Uh, spoiler alert. Wow. Kevin. After the one dies, uh, I, I'm counting four in my head, so I'm, I'm almost certain it's it's five five uh, wives. They're his wives. Yeah. Well, there's one, like, really old one, too, so he's been at this that's, for a that's while. That's, like, a <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the, the one, old one that's, stays behind. That, that's what confused me a little bit, though, because aside from the breeders... Uh, Charlie Theron's the only other female there, so you no, think no. she was on the on the ground. All of those mutants getting water. There was women mixed in. Yeah, but I, those... I think he just probably like picks the best of yes. them and elevates them. To be I thought like maybe she was like an expert. There were also something. not only that. There were also the uh, women that were hooked up to the pumps. The fat women that were making the movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fat bitches, as they okay. prefer to be called. <laughs> that's what they prefer. I'm not. That's not me. That's them. And they're all hooked up to uh, basically like cattle. Yeah, they're basically the... just milk machines. Yeah, and the people drink them, which. I'm just saying, when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's kind of gross. But in the in a po- post-apocalyptic future... It's probably the best nutrition you can get. Booby milk's what I'm going to be searching for. So I, I, it makes sense. But it's also one of those things that's glossed over. That's what's so great about this movie. Every minor thing that they could choose to over-explain, like let's say in the prequels of Star Wars, how they were like, hold on, hold on, let's stop, and explain this entire section around the dumbest thing. This movie's just like, 
By the way, these are breeders. By the way, these women supply the milk, and this is nutrition. By yeah. the way, here's one. Yeah, all the stuff that all the stuff that we're explaining, we glean from five, like literally five minutes of movie just going over. Yeah, this, this movie is not trying to be anything like other than action. It just oh oh yeah. Well, well, I mean, it is, but it's not trying to be like in your face. Like it's using more than that. It's using action as the main, like so as a it's Kevin a very Smith, show don't tell sort of yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. As a Kevin Smith movie goes heavy on the dialogue. This does the exact opposite. Yeah, like let's the, let's tell it through action. Yeah, the script of this movie was probably like twenty pages long. Yeah, and probably mostly just requests for okay, we need a car thrower now. <laughs> what do you mean they don't have such thing as a car thrower? We <laughs> we allocated budget for throwing cars, and we need a car thrower. So let's throw thirty cars. They built so every one of the cars in this they built custom for this movie. I would Those am, are all. I would imagine they would like have to. Otherwise, there would be too many. I, I assume the budget to fix up old cars and keep them running versus just let's build some cars would actually be higher. I assume. I and mean, some of them you can tell they're kind of rigged up. Like they started with a base car and then kind of added yeah, I mean, stuff they, to they, it to I'm rig sure it up. they went to the nearest pick apart and just like pulled bodies. Yeah, they just grabbed some bodies just and like, built them up. And because there's, there's cars in there, like the main guy's car, the main villain, uh, uh, Vader, his car is like three cars layered. Like, all at a different it's kind of angle. Best fender, man. It's mm. so such a sick fender. It's my next car. Yeah. So they go out on the convoy, right? Yep. But she, you know, she just veers off course halfway. To instead gas of town. waiting until she got like farther away from the bad guys, she's like, "And I got no, out the gate, change. hard left. You gotta go east." Uh, and none of the people. Well, see, that, that's the thing because her convoy kind of trusts her at this point. Well, they she's have to. Range. Yeah, like you said, she's so they're like, the "Why highest. are we doing this?" And she's just like, "Change of plans." I'm like, okay, guys, change of plans. <laughs> Which, that actor who played the main one going back and forth, he seemed very old. Mm. A plus to him for yeah, doing those stunts. Old, yeah. He was, he an was older, a senior old boy. Yeah, he was, I bet he has some connection. Senior old boy. Senior old boy. Yeah. This oh, is not the movie guys, hold on. <laughs> I have the cast pulled up right here. Hold on one second. Let me, well, my phone's Are you going to look for senior old boy? Yeah, <laughs> let me find senior, oh, sure enough, it's Ted Raimi. Perfect, that makes perfect yeah, it's just, sense. Okay, so now that we know who it was. Um, we're going through and, and they're all like DJ said, just, yeah, okay, we're going left. No, fine. And everyone turns and drives like normal. I love the way these convoys work too. Cause you can see that like everyone has a function in like this and like that guy's job is just to crawl up yeah. and down the cars to relay messages to yeah. the other cars in the convoy. They're basically an ant colony all just working towards one direction. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, when, the minute they do that, Mr. Uh, I'm sure he has a name, but they Mr. Torso. Yeah. Mr. Torso is like. A, a boss, you see this shit? And they look over and all of a sudden they turn left. What's possibly going wrong? And the only one to react to this is... Well, what is his name again? Immortan Joe. Immortan Joe. I won't remember. I'll keep trying you just keep to calling remember. Him Joe. Yeah, I'll keep trying to remember Immortan Joe and I'll keep asking what <laughs> is action. So Joe, he's the only one who's distraught and he does fat guy hobble. Like, <laughs> side, to, <laughs> like side to side, jogging and through. And his son there is just like this big dumb heavy guy. He's like, can I see? Yeah, go see. Go, go see what's upsetting Joe. Uh, and it turns out Joe is running to the super intense bank vault that's through his through his hydroponic grow up. That he's of course, got going on. it only shows this once, but it, it kind of implies like all the food that's available to everyone is his. Yeah, yep. because he controls the water. Yep. He controls. So he runs back there, and there's uh, there's painting on the walls. Uh, who killed the Who killed the planet? Who killed the Earth? There's who killed the planet. Yep. There was our children are not warlords. Yeah, and, and there was we are not things. Yep, and there's an old old bag 
just and when i say old bag i mean in the you know old sexist yeah. tense old lady uh super tattooed up yeah. head to toe yeah, like it's, and it's all like writing like whatever they're tattooing it's like it's basically like like descriptive a label, like a text. label on them yeah it's like magic card it's flavor text yeah it's all flavor <laughs> it's text. All they're text. like scarification tattoos yeah yeah they're really uh intense and like pronounced and mm-hmm. um she's basically screaming at him the exact things that are written on the ground like you can't keep them people aren't property you can't own and people. then she says they begged for her to take them yes like they which is kind of like a big kick in his nads like mm-hmm. they don't even want you yeah they don't even like you yeah because she's coming like where did she take them or like what did she do and he's like they begged her to take them. Yes. Because screw this freaking Joe. What a tool. That's actually the point. They don't want to screw Joe. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. correct. The, 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 they've all screwed Joe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they're they... done. They're done with it. At that. least two of them. Oh, God. <laughs> Imagine touching those sores. Oh, yeah, oh, that's that's the sexy. They're extra lubricant. Oh, God. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. And uh, so he freaks out. These are his prizes. These are his possessions. These are what gives him his sons and yep. daughters. And, and then whatever. it's all men on deck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he rallies together a war party. Literally every single vehicle of Yeah. yeah, Every able-bodied person. And this is where you meet, let's say, uh, main character three, Nux, uh, Beast Boy, as I like to call him. Not to be confused with Beast Boy. He's just sitting there, like, injured with... Yeah, uh, something went wrong. He's hooked up to Max. Yeah, he's hooked up to Max. Max is just dangling from the ceiling with a freaking IV in him and transfusing, transfusing blood into him. Yep. And... They're all basically there's a big old pile of steering wheels, and that is your that is your your main mo. Which I said this while we were recording that while we were record, uh, watching it. Sorry, this ep- uh, movie makes me understand Rick Mancing the Stone so much more for like a, a handful of reasons. Like from the main villain that dies at the very beginning of that episode looks exactly Plus like the episode Joe. Is a giant homage to yeah, Max but it, it's, it's also a little bit homage- more beyond Thunderdome. It's yeah, it's also an homage. homage to another movie that I can't remember. There was actually a Watch Mojo list of uh, most best references in Rick okay. and Morty, um, and there was a couple in that movie. But anyways, what I'm saying is, uh, there's one part where they. <laughs> Uh, pray to Chrome, and I didn't understand that yeah. reference. They, My they pray blood to the is Chrome as, well. yeah. as he dies. Um, and there's another ep- moment in that where the guy says uh, his car is like broken, and the main character with the bucket head, and he's like talking about how his car is him or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really get it, but yeah, there's a pile in the movie, a pile of steering wheels, and your steering wheel is your shit because. Yeah. Another character comes by with Nux's steering wheel, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, that's too. And don't then you touch that!" Confrontation where they're like, "He's basically like, I'm driving. You can get in the back." Yeah, yeah, and, and so he headbutts him good. He's like, "You're basically a corpse." He's like, "I'll take hook my blood back up to the car. We're doing this," which is hilarious because that sounds like anything else. Like if you're in the hospital and you find out someone's sick, you're like, "Okay, take my IV." Like that's exactly what they're doing here. And the next scene. Yeah, is Mad Max strapped to the hood of a car with a sweet metal muzzle. Yeah, he's got a cage. He's like, that blood bag has, has the muzzle. He's a feral. And he's like, yeah, I got 100% high-octane crazy blood being pumped into me right now. Let's do this. <laughs> and it's like, uh, they actually, for, for what it's worth, these these uh, war boys know their stuff. The IV has enough slack so it can stay in Mad Max, but also fit... What kind of linked through the chain yep. so that no matter what happens, the 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 tube won't get damaged. The chain is the main brace. Ingenuity. So they never go into this, but why is he hooked up 
to Max with the IV. He's been weakened in some sense. You, they don't know what has happened to him, but he seems to have gotten pretty beat up and lost yeah. a lot of blood. Okay, so because so I mean, later on he's no longer hooked up, but he's he's he got all the high octane yeah, crazy he juice. He got all the crazy juice he needs. Mm. But yeah, they. He didn't seem to be doing too well once he was off the blood for a while, though. They had to take some well, time to recover. To be him. fair, that's be, we can get into that, but a lot of shit happens to him between <laughs> yeah. between now and getting the IV removed. This guy is basically Wiley e. Coyote, and everyone else is the, in the movie <laughs> yeah. is the Roadrunner. Because he, so they are of the belief that when they die, they go to Valhalla, which why they worship a. Nordic god sort of they're, they're warlords it's, it's a, yeah, you know, it's, but it's the future are we all going to turn well, into that's Vikings a, that's the thing though like I think Morton Joe's kind of appropriated this to get everyone to like fanatically follow him because <laughs> yeah. he keeps saying like I will be the one to carry you into the gates of Valhalla and... he's kind of like uh, you know the person who was the worst in history class in high school <laughs> and yet he lived to this point and he's like Hold on, got to think of somewhere to send these guys. Uh, heaven's a little overplayed. Uh, okay, yeah, Valhalla. But like, what he wants is berserkers who don't care about the fact that they're expendable. But they do exactly love trucks and chrome. Mm. And they, so this guy, he's like, if I die, I die nobly. I die gloriously. Yeah, yeah. And not just like me. wasting away, hooked up to this blood bag. Yeah, which is great, which is is cool, and and you see it for the first time during the main fight. So they catch up to the convoy. And uh, they start to, or the, I'm not going to call it the convoy anymore. They catch up to the uh, war machine, which is war rig. They, war rig, which is what they're calling the big tanker that they're driving these beautiful women yep. away with. Right, right. and yeah. the, the war rig gets attacked right. by like wandering raiders because they're going through enemy territory. Oh, the spiny boys. Yeah, the spikers. The the what do they call them in a in a water world? The smokers. It's the smokers. <laughs> these are the spikers. Yeah, these are the spikers, and they uh they have spiky cars. So they assume, the guys on the war rig, that this big, massive army coming after them is backup. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, backup's coming to protect us from these spikers. And uh, when they get there, just a fight breaks loose, going balls to the wall, and you get to see a couple of spikers shoot some of these war boys. And it hits him, what, one goes right through his head and his chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's like, it's like in his face. Yeah, like his jaw, jowl, slash back of his neck, kind of. One and thing they do, they don't never, they never like. They don't never. They don't never. They they never focus on, like anywhere they get shot, they're just kind of shot and gone. Like you yeah. don't actually see the wound. They never like focusing on the gore. Oh, but yeah, it's not actually a super gory movie. There's a lot of no. like cutaways. No. It's, from it's, it. it's it's but, fire and death, and that's it. But yeah, so this guy, gets, this is because this he gets is fish fun. hooked. We can't gloss over this. This guy, because this is awesome, mm-hmm. and really explains what the war boys are about. Yeah. So he's got. A crossbow bolt in his face. He's fish hooked for all intents yep. and purposes. And, and one the, in his chest. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. In the chest. And there's a spiker coming up behind him, driving up behind his car. So they have like these explosive lances that they throw. Yeah, they're like bomb tipped spears. Yep. And he he takes like the chrome spray, sprays Which, the chrome around at his At the mouth. time, I didn't know it was chrome. I thought it was, thought like, it was like I thought speed. it was drugs. Yeah. I still thought it was that until DJ said it was just chrome. And you kind of get that later when um, uh, Nux gets chromed by Joe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's just like, he looks up and he grabs And he kiss. yells, he goes, witness me! And everyone else is like, witness! Yeah, and like, oh, yeah, we're going to see him! And then he <laughs> dives off this tri- the car onto the spiker car with two explosive lances in his hand and just... And this is a good time to point out, uh, George Miller and the entire crew came out and said, 90% of this movie was practical effects. 
and you can very clearly see the difference because they didn't put any budget into CGI. Yeah. When they have to use CGI, it's like over the top kind of cartoony. And when they do practical effects like this moment, oh god, that exploding car was. It was so good. You have no idea how good this movie looks until you see it. It, Basically, any scene that's not a character exploding is probably actually real effect. Yeah, and the amount of stunt people they would have needed to pull this off is absurd. Because they actually killed stunt people. Yeah, yeah, it's 90% of the budget was paying families off because (laughs) they killed the stuntmen. But (laughs) that would be so intense. Uh, there is a lot of throwing dummies under wheels, though, which I can I can appreciate. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many flying bot, like random. Uh, which have you guys seen the new Disney uh, stunt robot? Stunt uh, robot. Stunt. Stunt robot. Stunt. He wants to get down. Uh, so <laughs> they uh, they they have the stunt robot that in a movie like this would be awesome. It has a million and one accelerometers and gyroscopes. I mean, it's just loaded at the top and lots of hydraulics. And what they do is they launch it uh, off of like a, a catapult out of a cannon. You know, they literally take a sheet and blow it, throw it like you do your five-year-old brother into the couch. Like they, You know, they do anything. And the minute it's in the air, it orientates itself and does whatever pose is oh, whatever. needed. Oh, so like it does the superhero pose, one leg down, one knee up and its arms back. Like that's the one it was shown doing most often. But yeah, Disney put... You know, you've been to Disney World. You know the amount of yeah. shit they put into the silliest technology, Disney like the bands. Puts, Disney's actually one of like the leading people in the world for technological development. Yeah, it's, and this is one of those robots where, in this movie, uh, like for example, when the main explosion happens and Max slash Nux get thrown out, and you see bodies flying, it would be perfect for this robot because mm-hmm. the robot would know exactly what it wanted to look like, and it can orientate itself to like what's mm-hmm. up and down. It's incredible. So you basically would put the, I, I don't know if you would just like put that robot in like motion cap and just let it go to town. Oh, the the, the robot is entirely black with white dots all over it. Okay, it, so it's, it it's already a motion for... cap. Yeah. Okay. And you just toss it, and then you take Chris Evans' face, throw it on front, and you're like, "Look, Captain America." Yeah, here. but if we do that, we don't get the dope ass footage of uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Being smog. That's true. Or, you know what's <laughs> better than Cumberbatch being smog? Have you actually watched the capture of Josh Brolin being Thanos? No. It's incredible. Because, A, <laughs> put this big, kind of like they do for Hulk, there's like this big uh, system on their shoulders that shows Thanos' head above him, because Thanos is obviously way bigger than him. Right. And then it's his face motion capture. But it, he's legit acting. Or, another good example is, um, have you guys seen Underworld? Yes. The main guy, Victor, yeah. the main villain of the first Underworld, Victor. He's a very famous, he's also in Shaun of the Dead as the stepfather. Oh, Bill Nighy. Nighy. Is that his name, That's Bill Nighy? Nighy? Yep. When he played Davy Jones in uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, that was one of the first time they did a very aggressive motion capture where it was not lines and separate motion capture. Mm-hmm. It was all done on scene with all the stuff on him, and then they imposed it. So, fun fact, just, but- you know. In this movie, they're just throwing cars. And yeah, they're, 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 they're throwing cars and throwing dummies under cars. It's metal and fire, baby. So it's really hard to move into each scene because we can just keep going with action. Yeah, well, speaking of metal and fire, explosions. this does introduce the best character of the whole movie. Yeah. The freaking guitar, shredding guitar Shredder. guy. Shredder was yeah. just like... Okay, so every car actually has like a name and stats that you can look up. Does it really? Do you want to guess what the name of the 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 guitar guy's car who to describe is a it's a like it's like a big rig or like a monster truck, but it's got a it's whole bunch of drummers on one side and then six, and it wall six drummers on the back. Yeah, a wall of amps. 
And then there's just this guy harnessed in on top of the car with a double neck guitar that is also a flamethrower and, and also like a, it's also like an axe and yeah. like a bayonet. The fun the, And he's playing away through the entire movie and most of the soundtrack of the movie is, is just him. this guy. Yeah, you sure you're pretty much supposed to assume that anytime you hear music, it's actually going on in the in the movie. And, and the best thing it. about that is that the drummers and him, because there's one point where Mad Max gets thrown onto the car and the drummers just keep drumming. They're like, we don't, we're, our job isn't to fight you. We're not war boys. It's, it's awesome to think that the entire purpose of this specific vehicle is basically... It's dope-ass it's, it's Flava Flav's contribution to Public Enemy. They are just there to keep everyone amped. Like, Pretty no much. matter what. <laughs> It's, I mean, you, you do see it later in the movie where like, they're all, like, resting and, like, the, the guitar player is actually asleep in his harness. And then as soon as they, uh, like, they hear the guy's coming, he's literally, like, up and playing. He like, just stands <laughs> up and he's like, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not, he just literally just wakes up and immediately playing the guitar. And this car is called the Doof Wagon. The Doof, Doof Wagon? Yes. Is it, like, with, a, is it with like a, a Motley Crue type or Motorhead uh, Swedish double dot over no. the yeah. no, just doof just doof oh, okay and I guess this guy the guitar player is the titular doof yeah he's, who's in charge of the doof wagon he's head doof <laughs> the doof wagon yes that's really good actually I really where do you like find that. this just look it up go, go ahead and google doof wagon <laughs> I just hope that's the first thing that comes up when you type in doof wagon I'm typing in doof wagon right now but uh, anyways, um, needless to say, all hell breaks loose. Yeah, because she tries to lose them in like yeah. the sandstorm. The war, which... yeah. It's so the, the doof war... wagon. Yeah. <laughs> D-U-F-F or D-U-F? D-U-F-F. The, the, the doof or duff wagon. So they see a sandstorm. Or D-O-O-F, sorry. Oh, D-O-O-F. Oh, <laughs> that's even better. <laughs> oh, okay, that's way better. And he is the doof warrior. <laughs> ah, yes. I love it. What are the drummers? I don't know. The doof beats? I guess they're just the doof drummers. Yeah, yeah. the doofers. Is it doof warrior and the doofers? I hope so. Oh, God, the doof warrior experience. He's like Jimi Hendrix. Uh, so anyways, um, they see a big sandstorm with uh, massive tornadoes and stuff. Because I assume this is a nuclear post-apocalyptic oh, yeah, and yeah. Mother Nature is literally just freaking out. Yeah. So she turns into them, cars are exploding, and the and the main convoy falls back. This is the 10% of the movie that's CGI. Yes. Is the sandstorm. The main convoy yeah. falls back, but the few cars that are still on the War Rigs trail... Including Nux and his blood bag. Yeah. The Nux and the blood bag stay back, and he gets to watch. And this is like a very slow motion, him like witnessing. So that's the big thing, witnessing. Witness! Him witnessing one of the cars get bumped by the War Rig into a tornado, and just like the most over-the-top drawn out explosion scene you see the same thing from like four angles of just bodies and fire bodies and fire it's incredible and, he, and then Nux is just like oh what a beautiful day yeah. <laughs> like this is what gets him up at, 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 in the morning he's like I gotta be a part of this yeah, and you can and tell he, he's fully up at that moment and he's oh, like yeah. they're like his his other guy his support is like moving Max because he's lost a wheel so yeah. he's trying to move Max uh, that yeah, he's trying to counterbalance that character has a name and he actually lives all the way till the end of the yeah. movie uh, his name, I have it right here, is... Just kidding, I spoke too soon. Slit. And his name is that because he has the that, very... That slit. In his slit. Yep. It goes It goes like almost uh, Heath Ledger in The Joker or mm -hmm. Ichi in uh, that really messed up Japanese horror movie, Ichi the Killer. Yep. It's, uh, it goes up, out, across his cheek, and then up to his cheekbone, mm -hmm. and there's actual stitches holding it in place. Or, uh, sorry, staples. Yep. And his yeah. name is Slit. So Slit, like, is trying to move Max, but Max is 
unbeknownst to them in the confusion of the fight, weakened, like, loosened his cuffs. So he gets the better on Slit and kicks him off the, um, off the car. He gets his boot. Yeah, he loses his boot. The doof warrior, the actor, his name is Iota. Okay. Just, that's it. Just I-O-A, just I-O-T-A. We're really, we're really fixing on the doof warrior. He's because a, he is the best character. Doof warrior is amazing. He is an Australian musician and a singer. So he's really playing so guitar the whole time. I would actually bet money that he is legitimately no, playing. No, no they did legitimately strap a guy to the top of this yeah. doof wagon, which they built, and set him up with this rig so that he's playing guitar from an actual guitar that shoots flames. And they hooked up an actual pro, like fuel tank to it. Yeah, this is all like the practical effects guy. I watched a YouTube video on it. And they picked an actual mu- musician to doof it up. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sorry. That's just really cool I want to know. the doof warrior's own movie now. I, I I don't know. Didn't he die? Yes. Yeah, he died. Um, supposedly. You see, he, he, he the doof wagon crashes and you see the guitar, but you don't actually see the doof warrior. The guitar die. makes it to the end. Lots of people go flying off vehicles and live in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like an insane... Well, it's all sand. So it's fair to say you have a soft landing everywhere you fall. But anyways, um, so they... And Nux tries to, like, blow himself up. He tries to kamikaze it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it is a real, real Eminem-type move. And he starts... But Max won't have that. He starts unloading all the gasoline in his car. So it's it's also good to point out, they're driving for days in this movie. Every single vehicle is basically shell and then some form of, of basin to hold gasoline. Mm-hmm. Every car has endless amounts of gasoline, so you don't even question it. On top of that, they have people on top of the cars literally pouring gas yeah. into the engine. Breathing it in and blowing it into the, the uh, manifolds. Like, yeah. it's insane. And he just starts opening. There's like four of them. And his car just starts filling with gas. And he says, uh, witness me. Yep. He wants Max. Because his his other guy's gone. But he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He's, he just goes to Max. And he's like, witness me. Yeah. Because Mad Max at this point has thrown himself to the back of the car. Beaten the shit out of Slit. Knocked him off into the sand. And now uh, Nux bites you know, with his mouth, rips off the head of a flare and gets ready to throw it, which is a really bad decision because they're not close enough to the convoy for this yeah. to matter. He's just going to set himself on fire. But he goes to throw it in the in the gasoline and Max punches the window out and grabs his hand. And then at that moment, Furiosa's like, nah, screw you. Bumps him. They flip and land in the sand. And yep. This is the first slowdown. You're like, oh, okay, fine. They actually paced this movie very well. You would think that with like this nonstop balls to the wall action, it would get old. But it's, no, it's, throughout the whole movie, you're on board with this. It's kind of like when you go to an amusement park. You know, you're you're on a you're on a roller coaster, you're on a roller coaster, and then you wait in line for a little bit. And that's basically what all the the scenes in between are. You're you're waiting in line for the next action scene to come up, and you need that because as we learned last time we went to Six Flags. When you are just go walking on the rides over and over, it is exhausting. Yeah, you get worn out. Or the vice versa of it is when you give us an hour straight of wonderful water action scenes and then an hour of people that are supposed to be talking to each other, not talking to each other, you get really bored. And then you want action again. And this is actually where, like in this scene, you can kind of compare uh, Mad Max to the Mariner from uh, yeah. Waterworld. Because Mad Max is kind of a surly dude who's going to do whatever it takes to survive. And this he says is, that right at the beginning. He has he now lives off of one instinct, survival. But yeah, like at the beginning, like he's still chained to Nux. He crawls out of the car. Nux tries to him is dead at this point. Who? Yeah. Yeah, because his body. He's just like. Ugh. But he's chained to him, and now he's just dragging this guy around. So. He tries to get at the chain, but there's no way to unlock it. He oh, finds a shotgun. He tries to shoot off Nux's arm to get the chain <laughs> yeah, off. Which that would but have But the been... shotgun just kind of jams. 
Listen, I understand the need, like, the story was perfect, but that would have been so awesome if that actually was how it played out, and he just walked around for, like, a good half the movie with an arm, with an arm chain with, like, 15 <laughs> feet of chain, and he used it to, like, he started, whip, like smack, yeah, people with whip, it. whip smack people with it. That would have been great. But he finds the war rig, and they're, at that point, like, and he's dragging nuts and the car door yep. to the war rig, and at that point, like... They've kind of put some distance between themselves and the party, so the, all the women in the rig are just kind of like bathing hosing themselves all off the all the water that's in the, yeah. the big old tanker, and, and they're cutting off their chest and going straight out of the movie teeth. Yeah, it has it has it has freaking teeth on it. Oh gosh, notes, yeah. it is terrifying. And they cut them all off with cu- uh, bolt cutters. And he shows up, and he they don't know the gun doesn't work, so he's got the double barrel pointed at him, and he's all. Uh, uh, water water yeah and he like gets the water and uh he drops he's just hosing himself in the bed <laughs> yeah. he's like showering bit, himself which splashes a little bit on nux and you can see him kind of coming too at those that's points. the very first like uh which you have to assume that these are basically freeze-dried squid like these people are all the shells of what should be a human because there's and, no water and morton joe even says don't don't get too used to water don't become addicted to water or you'll need it you'll <laughs> resent it when it's gone yes and uh so everyone's just freaking yeah beef jerky and uh then a, a, a squabble breaks out. He calls a girl a over. To, yeah, a kerfuffle. Yeah. He calls a girl over to chop the chain. They have the bolt cutters to cut off their chassis belts, and the girl, like on purpose, is like, "Oh, I can't! Oh no! Look and at me!" Furiosa just death levels them. Instead of putting her arm on first, <laughs> Fury. She wouldn't have had time, but uh, she tackles him, grabs the shotgun, tries to blast Max's head off, but of course the shotgun doesn't work. But in the future, everything's a weapon, so she just starts beating the shit out of him. I swear I swear to God, they did a really good job of this without explicitly pointing it out. The metal muzzle he's wearing is the only reason he stood up in that fight, because she hits that yeah, muzzle like 30 times. And his basic face shield. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to do anything. Like she's hitting it with a shotgun, and later she's uh, using the bolt cutters to just... Yep. And, and you see sparks. Bink! She hits him in the face. Um, Those bolt cutters like make it to the end, by the way. Yeah, they really do. I'm pretty sure Mad Max is using that as his weapon when he's on top of the... Yep, because he uses it to cut. They're hooking the back yeah. of the thing, with, which has lots of... What do they call it? Mother's milk or... Uh, yeah, mother's they, milk. Do they call it mother's milk? Because I, I remember when they said it, I just started seeing them suck my kiss in my head. Not with mother's milk. Not Very different things. Yeah, is that a thing? Mother's milk? Yeah. It's from Firefly. Firefly. Oh. The mother's drink the mother's milk. I was it's going with Red Hot Chili Peppers from their album, Mother's Milk. Oh, and we all went... Choo, choo, choo. Anyways, uh, at the end of the fight, um, what's his name wakes up and helps. Um, uh, yeah, Nux wakes up and because he thinks that oh my blood bag's helping me out. This is yeah. great, and it's a really really good choreographed fight of like mm-hmm. never once does it. You know how in a lot of fight scenes you're like, there's like six people here. Why are only one? Yeah, person like everyone's fight? actually doing something the yeah. whole time. It's and the girls are kind of in the back, but they don't well, know. How and to even fight, they so. are fucking it up. They're grabbing. Yeah, the they're, chain, they're like pulling on the chain. Yeah, they're, they're pushing pulling. Nux over. They're like just being a nuisance. Mm. Being a real gnat in a swamp situation where you're just like, get out of here. Uh, and at the end of it, they actually catch uh, Furioso or pin her, subdue her, and uh, Nux is going nuts. No, he's, yeah, he's like, yeah, we caught the traitor. Nux does cut the chain for him. Yeah, because he's excited. He's like, hey, we're working together. We're friends. Cuts the like, chain, and the very first thing he freaking does is decks him yeah, in the stomach. It's stomach. like, um, he's like, yeah, that's awesome. We're gonna get whatever we want. He's like, like that's my, my jacket. jacket. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'll give you the jacket. Yeah. Sure. He's like, he's like, you can definitely get more than that if you want. Yeah. And then he, he's like, okay, yeah, you drive the rig. I'll grab the girl, and just 
punches him in the stomach, which is enough to subdue him despite the whole fight they just went on. Uh, I, I kind of want to assume that I get the feeling that, like, that is his injury and that's where he got punched. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Because anytime he gets a, some sort of stomach thing, he's... It, 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 he's, like, down for the count when he takes that punch, mm-hmm, so... Yeah. Uh, so he t- knocks him down, throws the girl aside, gets in the car... And, and they steal the rig and drive off. He drives it off himself, and he only gets, like, 100 feet but away. But they don't, they don't make it look like that. Like, the, the girls just start running, and, like, you see, a, like, see him just driving the truck, and then it stops... If you're just walking behind him. The one thing this movie does really well is even despite the massive amounts of flames and octanes, they do a good job of showing that nobody's actually going that fast. Yeah. Like, you got to imagine the maxed out speed of most of these vehicles is like, what, 40? <laughs> like 40 miles an hour, maybe. And in the actual movie, they're probably going like 15 or so yeah. and filming it cleverly to make it look like it's very fast. Because constantly they're pointing out how slow everything accelerates by people running up and catching up to the vehicles. Like, mm-hmm. okay, go, go, go. I'm going to run and catch up real quick. So he doesn't make it far, and it turns out uh, Furioso has a, uh, a a relay switch. Yeah, on she the has truck. a kill switch. You gotta press a few buttons. It's one, one, two, black, red, go. And uh, he doesn't know this obviously, and she's like, "You need me." He's like, "All right, get in." She's like, "Well, the girls gotta come," and he's like, "Yeah, all right, they're fine. They're fine." Because <laughs> he's looking at the main one always. Well, he's first like first he's like, "Okay, yeah, and then we'll we'll just wait. We'll let those guys catch up with you and see what happens." But she's like, I can get that shit off your face. Oh, no, no, no. She says two things. One, she's like, you want that off your face? And she gives him the the chisel. But also, before he went to get in, the main girl, the main wife, thinks she can just, like, walk away from all this. So he shoots around her, and he accidentally hits her in the leg. And he's like, you hurt... clips her a little bit. Yeah, you hurt his favorite wife. How do you think he's going to treat that? And he's like, oh, I kind of fucked up, didn't I? But yeah, like, this is similar to... Joe is not a reasonable man. No, he's not. This is similar to the part in Waterworld where Kevin Costner is being all surly and refusing to help. He's about to chuck the girl off the edge. He doesn't go nearly as far <gasps> as Kevin Costner, importantly. Did Waterworld steal from Mad Max 1 and 2? Or did Fury Road steal from Waterworld? I mean, Waterworld definitely stole from Mad Max 1 and 2. I've and then this- Fury Road stole from it. It's a chain. Circle of life. But no, like, but the difference here is... You can understand why Max is taking this attitude because of what we would establish about his character. One, his number one goal is survival. Carrying all these women around is going to make it less likely that he survives, especially because these women are what Joe is. Joe doesn't care about Max. He's a blood bag. He's he's nothing. But he is going after these women because they're his property as far as he's concerned. So attaching themselves to him puts him in the line of fire. So that's reason number one. You also kind of assume they're just like dead weight too. You assume that they can't hold their own. They're just kind of passengers along for the ride. Yeah. Which is pretty close to the truth. Yeah. They do do some cool stuff in the movie. And second, because of the people he's lost and because of how beaten up about it he is, he doesn't want to get himself attached to anyone's cause. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to fail anyone else. Mm-hmm. And you can see that that is actually something that's bothering him out throughout this. Yeah. So you understand where he's coming from when he refuses them. And pretty much once they start catching up anyway, and he takes a comical amount of guns that they have <laughs> yeah. throughout the car. Off They're of hidden everywhere. And he's just like, this one, this one. But this then one. once once they start catching up and it's a battle for survival and they're all on the same side, he's pretty much immediately 100% on board. With them. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, so you can drive, which means I don't die, and I can fight them, which means you keep helping me so I don't die. Okay, I'm on. Yeah. So he's a tough guy in a tough world, but 
he's not as much of an asshole as the Mariner was. So you, it's much easier to root for Max in this movie yeah. than it was to root for the Mariner. And uh, that's I agree very to important. disagree, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so they get in, they start driving off, and now is the longest chase scene of my life. Not in a bad way, but it is just persistent. It is the whole movie is they drive to one end, they drive back. Okay? The whole movie is literally just driving a mile down the road and driving home. That's the whole, yeah, and it's wonderful. And it's wonderful. Um, so anyways, uh, where are we? They get in and they all start driving. And yep. they've got a good lead on them. So they, they get all the way to this canyon and she's like, okay, go in there. Like, she had an arrangement with the spiky yeah. boys. He's like, wait, passage. what do you mean? She's like, there's safe pads passage. I'm not sure if it stands. And, no, these aren't the spiky boys. They're... Are these? They're, the... You're not sure if they're spiky boys. Yeah, they're not in their cars. They're a motorcycle now. And, and you never. Have... But there's some. There's some gang that controls yeah. this gang, yes. and they're not affiliated with either a Morton Joe. Or... Yeah, and they basically. He basically. She was offering a a tankard of uh, water. Yes, for a gas passage. No, it was it was gas. Gas. Yeah, it was gas. that was that. But the the whole war rig oh, has this okay. little bubble in the back. Okay, yeah, and that was all the gasoline. Yeah, but it was supposed to be only her. Mm-hmm. And she said that there would be maybe like one or two pursuers. And you said there'd be only a few an in pursuit. War party. I count X amount. I can't remember what he says. Uh, and I she, think they said like three war parties or yeah. something like that. She's like, okay, I'm going to release. And, and at this moment, the main girl is having contractions from her baby. Yep. And the uh, sand people. Uh, what are they called in uh, in uh, Star Wars? Sand people. No, no, no. They've got an actual... Tusken Raiders. Yeah, the Tusken Raiders. They hear her make a noise. So she establishes earlier that if she yells the word fool, he's to drive. Because Max won't tell her name. Yeah. yeah. So uh, she just yells fool, and they just rain a barrage of bullets down on these guys. And it is three war parties now because uh, Joe's brothers from Gastown and the Bullet yep. Farm have joined up with him with yep. their own war parties. And yes. that's, that's Elephant Foot Fatty Ding Dongs and uh, Blind, Blind Justice. Justice. A.K.A. <laughs> Blind Fury. Because uh, one Oh, I love his part. So... This is my favorite stunt scene in the whole movie. So Furioso is running because they're shooting and he started driving. She runs to the other side of the tanker where they're not shooting from. They come down on their motorcycles. She does a jump slide under the tanker to grab the secret exit or entrance, I should say. At the same time, another guy does a sweet. He lays down his motorcycle, sand slide, (laughs) leg grab. And she just kicks him off and he dies. But <laughs> Oh the, yeah, before this, uh, Nux did try to get onto the, the ring again. Yes. But they just kick him off and Joe picks him up. Yes. And he runs back with the Oh yeah, car. this whole time Nux is just kind of like trailing along, doing his thing. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm gonna get him. I know I'm gonna do it. Because the, the one gun, the one gun, the one weapon he missed was that the gear shifter, the top comes off and it's like a shank. It's a knife, yeah. And they use the shank to defend themselves against ducks and kick him off. But he gets mm-hmm. picked up by Joe. And, you know, because he's gotten close enough to grab, like, a garment from one of the wives. It's like a scarf or Joe something. Joe is like, all right, he rides with me. And meanwhile, Slit is in the back like, hey, I got one of the blood bag's boots. Can yeah. I ride with you? <laughs> it's almost the same and thing. And they just ignore him. Yeah, you can go screw Slit. Although doesn't... Uh... Doesn't Nux get the boot back from Slit? Yeah. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Max gets the boot back from Slit and throws it at Nux, and Nux is oh, like, okay. oh, yeah! Uh, which, that's a later part, okay. which is really important. So, But yeah, so Nux is with Joe now. Yeah, so they start driving. Uh, she does her sweet stunt, the best stunt in the movie, and the agreement 
which still stands because it's to protect the uh, Tuscan Raiders, is they're going to blow the entrance to the canyon and just mm-hmm. rain rocks down. So they do that, and it stops everyone from getting through, except Superman, super off-road uh, Blind Fury. What? And blind Justice. Blind Justice and Nux get in this awesome monster truck, mm-hmm. which, and fun Joe. fact. Joe's there, too. Uh, Joe? And more Joe. No, Immortal Joe's not there at this point. He doesn't... Oh, yeah, he does come over. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does come over. And um, they drive through. That monster truck... So monster trucks get about four gallons to the mile. In in like, you know, you've seen monster truck rallies Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. If this was a legit monster truck, they ain't got enough gas. They, they, they got no gas. They ain't got no gas. Well, they don't chase them very far because they, no, they yeah. catch up alongside it and Nux is like, okay, I can, I can get in there. I can like paralyze her and take her alive. And Joe's yep. like, nah, put a bullet in her brain, gives him a gun. And he's like, and he's like if you do this, I will carry, I will personally carry you through the gates of Valhalla. And he's just like. And he chromes him in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, he grapes him in the mouth. He groms him in the mouth. Oh, and man. Oh, oh. He chromes him. Oh, <laughs> man. Gives and him the real chrome. Like, gives him his own the, chrome. The music is swelling, and yeah, so while, the Ducks jump, gets up on top well, of Joe's hold on. thing. Good note is, while he's getting a chrome job, he's like... Like the most like innocent like eyes open with pride like like this I'm, is his hero and yeah. he's he's talking to me and yeah this is really happening. well and they establish that he's like like when they're dri- early in the movie when they're driving uh, Nux is just like looking at Morton Joe's car and Joe's like he looked at me yeah. no he didn't he looked past you he's looking he at looked the at me. yeah it seems like all the war boys just love Joe yeah this that's level, all so. they care about so anyways as you were saying sorry I could, I just needed to know he got the good chrome job. yeah yep. So he's he's chromed up and the music is swelling and he jumps onto the onto the rig and he's climbing up and then the chain gets snagged and he falls <laughs> over and Joe just looks over and is like mediocre. Yeah, it's instantaneous because it's like a little kid like, hey dad, I'm gonna get on the slide. Do you see this? And just one step down and he's like dangling <laughs> off the thing. Oh, it's embarrassing. And uh, anyways, so when he falls off the side, that's the last you see of him you don't, for a minute. You're just like, okay, screw this yeah, guy. Yeah, he, he's out of the fight. Yeah. And, but like, so the the pregnant lady, they tried to like move her through the thing and she's like hanging off the side of it. Did they already kill off one of the pregnant ladies? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. This is what, that's what's happening now. Yeah. Okay. So there's a mini, a mini fight of a few vehicles, not a ton. It's like joe and like maybe two or three cars mm-hmm. um and she keeps ramming them they're shooting at her they're exploding and and all that good yeah. stuff and while max is driving joe pulls up and he's about to shoot at him and she opens oh, yeah, the, they, door, like, the, 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 the door the wife the, the favorite wife uh she opens the door and he like won't shoot because obviously he's not going to shoot his prize and he he backs off, and then they shoot the guy in his car. You know. Well, he, they shoot at at Joe, but one of the war boys like immediately oh, dies right. in front of the windshield to take the bullet to protect him. Which, by the way, you find out later is a bulletproof windshield. So yes. kind of a kind of a they're <laughs> fanatical. Though. Yeah. yeah, but that guy gets to go dying to, to yeah dying to protect Immortan Joe, but free ticket to Valhalla. Yeah. So after that, she's just hanging outside the thing, and they're getting close, and there's a big rock, and she's about to like die by it. So she, last second, leans back along the backside of the car, of the, sorry, war rig. Rocks go exploding, everyone's freaking out, and then she peers out from the corner. She's like, I'm still good. And this <laughs> Max is, gives her a Max up. gives her just the little, like, over the shoulder, like, 
here's looking at you, kid. <laughs> like, really, like, hey. And then, literally right then, the door breaks free. And she falls off with it and gets run over by yeah. Joe's own car. And you audibly said, now they have to stop and go back for her. Yeah, because I, did, I didn't think she was going to die. Like, you yeah. did see her get run over, but I was in denial. Yeah. I was like, no, no, she didn't die. And Max is also freaking out about this because he's like, no, I killed another one. Yeah, yeah. well, so, like, all the wives saying, we have to go back for it. like, no, she went under the wheel. She went under the wheel! Oh, yeah, and Furios is like, did you see it? Like, she went she under went the wheel. Did you see it? Yeah, he just keeps saying she went under the wheel. Yeah. Like, and and Furioso, times. being the reasonable person, is like, we, we, go, we, go, we go on, yeah. Which is a major bummer. And the one girl uh, later. So they get by. This is like where we get another break. They're paused, fixing the engine. It's also a bummer for Joe because she was her favorite. Exactly. Like favorite, so. It's like the ultimate kick in the nards. And uh, he's they're, they're at a good break. And the, ones, the girl, she actually has a name. Again, I found this out um, by my cast research. Fragile is her name. Fragile. Her, 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 that what they give her. Yeah, fragile. That's the girl who died. No, the girl who died is splendid. Okay. Fragile is the one that's like, I'm going back to him. He'll forgive us. He'll accept us. Oh, you know, yeah. she's like freaking out because obviously splendid just died, and she like can't take it. While we're on the topic, Zoe Kravitz, uh, the that's only the, that's a, that's a that's a real name. Yeah, that that's the it's just not the character's name. That's uh, one of the wives. Her name's Toast. Is she related? Isn't she actually related to Lenny Kravitz? Yeah, it's his daughter. Yeah, I thought so. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the other blonde wife is the Dag. The Dag? Yeah, and the red-headed wife is Capable. She's Capable. She's right. Capable. Hey. That's their, their characters' names, by the, just so we are all on the... Oh, and Mac's real name is Mac Rockantansky. Hmm? R-O-C-K-A-T-A-N-S-K-Y. Wait, what? Rockantansky. Okay, he's got it. Okay. Rockatansky. So anyways, um, they calm her down and they talk her out of it. And it's at this point where they fix the engine, they start driving. And she's like, okay, you're gonna, I'm going to climb under and do some repairs. Uh, I need you to go to the back or someone needs mm-hmm. to go to the back. And one of the people um, the capable, capable is like, I'll do it. And she's like, no, you can't do it. She's like, I'll do it. And when she gets back there, she hears like a whimper. And Nux is like just in the fetal position She's like, "What's? Why are you here?" And he's like, "He saw my blood bag kill his wife." Mm-hmm. He's like, "He knows he's dead." He's like, "I'm dead, no matter so, what." Uh, three times today, I was at the gates of Valhalla, and I couldn't pass. Oh yeah, yeah. Him. He points that out. He starts just, like hitting his head against yeah. the. Yeah, he, he pulls a real dot. He's move. basically he, such, he's such a failure that he couldn't even die right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't even die. Right. That's, that's basically what he's. Saying. Yeah, yeah. For all intents and purposes, all intensive purposes, right? That's the correct way of saying it. For all intents and purposes, I, I assume you read that episode. Oh, I totally reread it. And um, he's like, you know, I'm a failure, and she's just like really sweet because you get the impression these women have been locked away forever. So they're just like, I don't know who's bad and who's good. I just know that people yeah. should be free. And, and Nux compared to Joe, he's a, he's, a, yeah. he's a sexy boy. They're the American spirit, okay? Everyone should be free. Everyone should be allowed to do what they want. Except the Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> Damn Tuscan Raiders. That could be a racial slur in today's day and age. Like in today's PC era, calling Them someone... Tuscan Raiders. Calling someone a sand person is a legitimate slam. I feel like a sand person would... Would be what you would call a Tuscan Raider if you were being racist. That's like, like, yeah, right. You, and, you, well, you like, can't call sand people. I'm talking like that's in, our word. I'm talking in like literal today, our real life yes, political call, class. Yeah, sand person is a is a a slant. So if you just if a racist person wanted to get around it and they just started calling people Tuscan Raiders, we got all them Tuscan Raiders coming over the border. Yeah, like if at work we just start hearing all the old white people calling them Tuscan Raiders. I 
I, I what if Michael that. Savage calls him Tuscan Raiders on his show? What if we call into Michael Savage and just use Tuscan Raider every time we want to say something racist? Yeah, Tuscan Raiders coming over the border. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. And there's a part of me that believes like his listeners would believe there's Tuscan Raiders coming over. Yeah, they wouldn't know. They've never seen Star Wars. They ain't a bunch of nerds. Shout out to the local crazy far right radio. No, show. no, no. It's, not local. it's based national. out of San Francisco. Oh, it's, it's a syndicated show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Michael Savage is a big. I name. I, I googled him. And I was surprised how, but the funny thing is, and I was telling this to Jake, none of the advertisements on the show, yes, I'm British now, uh, none of the advertisements on the show are major ones in, by any means. They're like super food, uh, radish supplements. They're like the kind of stuff that Alex Jones sells. Exactly. He, <laughs> is, oxide. he is a less publicized Alex Jones because nobody takes him seriously except Fun fact, he does actually have private meetings with President Donald Trump. Yeah. Like, when President Donald wow. Trump was campaigning, he came on Savage Nation multiple times. And a few months ago, I was listening. He was like, I'm not going to be here for a few weeks. And he wasn't. And when he came back, he had all this good news about the establishment or about the uh, government and stuff like that. And I Googled it. And yeah, he spent time in Washington just sitting down with Trump eating Big Macs and Diet Coke. Because, fun fact, that is his That's dinner his every night. Yeah. He's the most unhealthy person. He's just the most. Uh, non-person person. person. He's, uh, but anyways, this isn't a political show. Uh, Trump's a person. and uh, <laughs> Trump's a person. It just really... Because uh, I thought exactly that. I thought it was this, like, guy local in... Nut job. Yeah, this just local nut job who got a radio show. No, this is a legit... At one okay. point was taken serious, but is now kind of like, look at this fucking guy. <laughs> oh, it's great. Anyways, not the point. So, Savage Nation, Michael Savage, a.k.a. Joe is still on the prowl after, <laughs> after, uh, uh, after his wives and all that. and I imagine that's what Michael Savage looks like. Yeah, exactly. You get some pretty good character moments. You get some great stuff. And uh, you find out that at this point in time, Nux is finally willing to help them because kind of like Max, he just wants to survive. Because mm-hmm. dying at this point, even if it means being a traitor, is actually worse because he's going to whatever his version of hell is. Uh, so that's kind of nice. This was one of the only moments where you get a little bit of character work that isn't like in the moment character mm-hmm. work in the in the in the shit character. This work. is actually like conversational character development. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because they're stuck in the swamp now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with which is allowing the war rate to catch up to them. And the bullet farmers decide to go on ahead, and you, you can go ahead and talk about this because you know, I know you've been waiting. For so this, this part. is my absolute favorite part for the nonsense lead-up and the very anticlimactic but totally badass ending. So they're in the swamp, and it's it's quicksand is what it is. There's mm-hmm. some, For some reason, water pools up here because of the little, like, atmosphere pocket. And you see these... Have you guys ever seen um, the second Wizard of Oz, Return to Oz? No. no. That m- serious, honest to God, that might be one of ours we do soon if you haven't okay. seen it. So it's very similar. There are these... All four legs are on stilts. They walk hunched over, and they're masked. Oh, yeah, the, these, the spooky boys. Yeah, these, little stilt walker yeah, guys. These, they don't ever do anything, but they're in yeah, the background. And cool. These SSPs, these stilted spookers, uh, they're walking around just kind of doing their thing. They're not fighting. They're just staying out of the quicksand. The tr- rig's getting stuck over and over again, and all this time, Blind Fury slash Blind Justice is creeping up on them. And he's shooting off into the air, and they're like, Boss, you don't want to hit the wives. What, what does he say? What We're is probing. It? Yeah, We're I'm probing. just probing. Uh, and he's just praying. So, they're getting closer and closer, right? And Furioso grabs her really awesome old school sniper rifle. 
Only have, they only have four bullets. They established before yeah. they only have four bullets for this gun. Uh, which they'd used one already, and so they're down to three. So Mad Max grabs it. He shoots one, misses. Zoe Toast says, you only got two. He shoots another, misses, and uh, Furiosa walks up behind him and is like, all right, all right. Like, she doesn't say, say anything. Just sit down, buddy. Yeah, she doesn't say anything. She like he touches his shoulder behind the back, and he's like disgusted. It, it, like, it, it, like, it, you can see like it's he's like aiming on your side. He's like, Fine. yeah, like ah, I didn't. He's like, I know I'm gonna miss yeah. this, <laughs> and she uses his shoulder to yeah. stabilize. Don't the breathe, shot. and she shoots, hits the spotlight that they are trying to use because it's really foggy, and it goes off in blind for his face. And, and this is what we call blind fury. Yes. Now, because now and, he's blind. Yes. And he's standing there, and uh, it does a little scene where it shows him his eyes are gone, and a guy has a flare, and he's waving it in front of his face. He's like, put it up to my face. I'm like, boss, it's right there. No, put it in front of my eyes. It is literally in front of your face. And he's just like, well, all right then. They tie a rag around him, and then he goes all blind justice, and he grabs two fully auto weapons and just starts spraying. I think he actually says something along the lines like, he is justice and just starts like <laughs> yeah. he does he has like that blind justice pose where you have like the scales and like the block the blind yep. and he just starts spraying. He just starts shooting and they're like, does he know he's shooting at us? And they're like, I don't know. And uh Nux slash Max are trying to hook a winch up to a tree to pull out of the mud, all while he's running at him. And it's very kind of anticlimactic here. They they end up through this crazy they're spraying bullets, they're using car doors to block the bullets, uh the trees falling over from the winch, but they finally get out of it, and they drive away. And, and you're it's like, all because Furiosa gets a little push. Just yeah, she's giving it the good. She's, giving car a little she's, push. she's metal arming it all the way through, and they drive away pretty far. And then the engines break, so they're fixing the engines, and the people are still coming. And Mad Max is like, uh, "Take it a hundred clicks up." I think he says, "Take it, take it a hundred clicks up, uh, and I'll be back." And she's like, "Well, what if you're not back by the time we start going?" He's like, "Then go. Then keep yeah. going. <laughs> yeah. Then drive on." And he drives off, he's holding these same bombs you've already seen once earlier, these, like, proximity bombs. He's holding them, and some gasoline and, a, like, a sack. Yeah, and he's like, walking into the mist. Yeah, and then you see a big explosion, and you see him walking up with the, a sheet full of everything, blood trickling down his face, and he just walks up, drops it, turns out there's tons of ammo, tons of guns, mm -hmm. and she's like, oh, are you okay, you're bleeding? And Ferris is like, that's not his blood. It's the most badass, like, you. this whole movie has been built around the action you see, mm -hmm. and yet that might be my favorite action, even though you didn't see it. Because you just know he did something It's epic. the first time you get the impression that he's super badass. Mm -hmm. All the rest, he's kind of flailing. He's like, uh, uh, don't hit me, but I'm going to hit you, and he's, like, chained to stuff, and he's, like, getting thrown around. This is the first time that he's, like, taking, he's Mel Gibson mad maxing it. He's like, I'm going to take this into my own hands. Mm -hmm. and he, oh, so good. It was so good. Then he just uses the, the he just uses like the milk to wash himself off. <laughs> yeah, mother's milk. He's like, "What the hell is this?" I was like, "We call it mother's milk." And he's like, "Good enough." Yeah, <laughs> all right, <laughs> get it off of me. Uh, and then they fix the uh, truck and they drive on uh, all the way until they reach the this naked woman. Up the nudie boys. The, the, no, it's a girl. It's the yeah. nudie lady. It's the lady boys. The lady boys. Yeah, it's the lady boys. And uh, she's like crying, screaming, just nonstop. And Max is just like, that's bait. Yeah. Like, come on. Have you not seen... Which, what did they do in Waterworld? They put a bunch of dead people. It wasn't a naked woman. Up in a tower in the middle of nowhere. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, but they were like in distress. It was supposed just, to be a trading post. I'm just still. saying. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, Furiosa is like, I know what this is. And she gets out and she like greets them and like, I'm Furiosa. Very Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> daughter of this. <laughs> Squire of. This, this woman up in the tower does like a straight up Xeno war cry and signals. And a bunch of bad bitches come out. Yeah. A, a lot of like real badass old ladies and they come look, out on motorcycles. Well, they look very, very much so like the, um, uh, uh, Tuscan Raiders that blew the rocks up. Yeah, we can't say Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Keep PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tuscan Raider. Which, by the way, my favorite thing about Letterkenny is how aware of being PC they need to be. <laughs> and they address it in, like, a positive light. It's so good. Um, I don't know. It's not very PC, man. <laughs> no, no. Hear me out. <laughs> so, anyways, they look exactly like the Tuscan Raiders, and then they pull it off. And they also have names. So, mm-hmm. I have a couple of fun facts here, and one of them is great. One of them, one of the main ones, the like mother that's hugging her first, is named Valkyrie. The oldest one is named the Keeper of the Seeds, which we all know who she is. Yep. Fun fact about her, have you guys seen Hellboy 2, The Golden Army? You know the troll that guards the gate? Is she the troll? She's the troll guarding the gate that, <laughs> likes to, that hates the canaries. She eats cats. Okay. So anyways, that's just really awesome. Uh, you've got the... Uh, Volva, vu, Vuvalini, which is Volva. Yeah, you've got the Volva. You got Volva over you, here. You've got the Vuvalinis, which uh, are just like some of them. One, two, and three. And you've got Miss Giddy. Miss Giddy. But I think I think Miss Giddy. Whoops. Is uh, is uh, come on now. I think she's actually the yeah tattoo okay, woman. That's the old tattoo woman. Yeah. So, okay. Worth pointing out. But anyways. Yeah, you've got Vuvalini 1, 2, and 3. Volva's 1, 2, and 3. You've got Valkyrie, and you've got the Keeper of the Seeds. Those are the women they meet who are like... It's given the impression... Oh, so this is like the one sad moment, which also is exactly like in Star Wars, when Luke... Star Wars uh, A New Hope, when Luke goes off and just stares into the sun when he's all sad. She's like, well, I can't wait to show these girls the yeah, green. Yeah, because the, the whole time they were going to the green place. Yes. You know, this place she remembers when she was a kid, which actually had, it was, you know, a lively green. Uh, oh, I wonder what other movie they were looking for a uh, very uh, lively green place. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, except they weren't really, they didn't really care about water quite as much. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It was the exact opposite problem. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh the whole time they're touting up this green place, they get there and she's like, yeah, it's we're, we're driving. No, what she you says You've been is, through the green place. Yeah, where did you come swamp. from? Yeah. The West. And they're like, oh, then you drove through it. So this is where you understand that they abandoned it because they actually mm-hmm. say we had to leave. And she unknowingly just passed it. Yep. And then she goes and does her kneel in the sand. No! You know, very Darth Vader when he finds out that Padme's dead, you know? <laughs> no! <laughs> I saw a meme that was that scene, except instead of Palpatine coming up to, to Vader, it was Michael Jackson in his Moonwalker uh, outfit, and he's like, Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? <laughs> no! <laughs> it's so good. Uh, but anyways, that was also a very, like, I mean, what? It was a minute of dialogue? It was like, hey, I'm here to, I'm, I'm happy I'm back. They're like, oh, we're happy to have you back. Yeah, I can't wait to show them the good place. You drove through the good place. It's not so good anymore. <laughs> no! Okay, let's move on. And this is where we get to our the climax of the movie. This is Max making the right decision. Yep. They decide, if we just keep going this way, we're going to get nothing but sand and salt. We're going to go back and take the Citadel, because everyone's after us. Well, we get through them. So, she says, 
there's a bike there for you. Mm-hmm. You want to leave, it's loaded. If you want to come, or, but you're more than welcome to join us. He's like, I'll make my own way. And he drives off, and then he gets like a little bit down the road, and he's like, Aah! turn around, drives back to them, and then he's like, he lays out the soap, mm-hmm. super dope plan you're talking about. Uh, there's is, only one option. Yeah. The Citadel has tons of resources. Yeah. It is the on. green yep. place. It's got yep. water. It's got the ability. So the Keep of the Seas has all these different plants that were from the green place. Well, so that's when the girls finally point out for some reason. Um, he has unlimited water. Yep. Unlimited water. Yep. Straight from the underground. Yeah. You know. The, the They've got it good because, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they're, he's pumping and he has these big vats of, of aquacola that he only chooses to give out because, you know, he's a dictator. And, um, classic Joe. And he, uh, I got distracted in my words. Oh, anyway, so he's like, I seen it. I seen all of this. And she's like, yeah, you know, you got a point. And the girl, wives are like, yeah, we seen it as well. And, and the women are like, oh, hell yeah. Importantly, like, all of his war boys are out in this war party because he reacted very poorly to this. Yeah, yeah. every and single person. In order to get back to the Citadel, they have to go through the canyon again, which is not only full of sand people... Excuse me. Sorry, Tuscan Raiders. Thank you. I, Damn it, dude. Give me wow. Give me hand. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna. You're gonna have to call CNN and make a public apology for that. <laughs> I, right? I'm that, sorry. That was aggressive. That, I apologize. So His views are not the views of the podcast. Yeah. It was an error of judgment. But, I was a different man then. Not only is it full of uh, Tuscan Raiders, yes, they come yes. up with this plan to crash the war rig in such a way that it blocks the canyon and explodes, and it still has lots of gasoline in it. Yes. Yeah. Or what do they call it? Guzzoline? Yeah, guzzoline. Guzzoline. Which, <laughs> again, is a reference to Rick Mancing the Stone, where they see the ad- advertisements and, uh, crap, what are they saying? The boom boom made, <laughs> made it, like, mutate everyone back when I was a boy boy and stuff like that. And they're like, <laughs> did the boom boom make it so you couldn't use word words? And that's kind of like picking on Mad Max, you know, mm-hmm. calling it guzzoline and stuff that is hilarious i'm really happy that i've seen this it it makes me appreciate rick and morty more and anytime that happens i'm pleased i'm more than pleased so anyways yes crash the rig continue sorry so yeah they got this plan they're going straight back yeah and this is basically just now and the old ladies are gonna help yep because these are all badass bitches oh my god they're so but again they die so fast the very next thing, they're pulling up and... The, and do any of them make it through? I don't think the, any of the old ladies make it through. Uh, yeah, two of them do. Oh, okay. Two, two of them are on the convoy at the very end as it goes up. Okay. Um, so, they're pulling back and uh, Michael Savage is sitting there and they're like, Did you, they're coming back. Why are they coming back? And he's just and like... And he puts it together. Yeah. He's like, oh, they think they're going to go through they're us. Going through, they're going for the Citadel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he actually says it. They're going for the Citadel. And uh, so as they're... And this is where freaking Doof Warrior is asleep. He just pops back up. Yeah, and Doof Warrior just immediately shreds. Well, it. So he's in a sweet, like, hammock type. Well, no, he's, he's totally just, suspended from that. Yeah, so he just, like, leans back, and he's just in 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 his recessed state. Yeah. He, he just feet down, and I'm ready. Doof Warrior is the best character. Without a doubt, the best character in that whole movie. Um, so they're driving back, and it starts another really good action scene where this time they have people on like poles that are using them to like yeah they straight like they're Cirque du Soleil that rig where there's a big engine block on the one end with a man counterbalancing it was a real rig that they actually had people mathematize out so that it would be properly balanced and Tom Hardy 
actually got grabbed out of that and taken into the air. Yeah, there's a there's a gif of it. There's a gif of it, which is basically like the movie in a single gif, which is Tom Hardy on this pole while while this car is moving through the desert and the pole is flying through the air and there's a giant explosion in the background because one of the old ladies had taken out another one of the cars. That is a 100% real practical effect. Not explosion superimposed behind Tom Hardy superimposed on a moving vehicle. It was all shot from a single camera view. Incredible. Oh, George Miller. Just A+. He's no... You know, I, I, you know, yeah, Michael just, Bay. He's better than Michael yes. Bay after this movie because the explosion. All, all Michael Bay has is fake explosion. I don't think that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. This one was like black smoke, small side explosions. Like you could tell they literally just tossed a can of gasoline in a mm-hmm. metal box and set it on fire. They were throwing these cars around yeah. that they painstakingly built. Michael Bay's is like okay, let's place this perfectly placed C four contained explosive in this one location so the car does a. Perfect this with a, a like nice blue and red explosion. Like no, it's whack. This movie was the special effects were through the roof good. Yeah, through the roof good. Um. Anyways, so yeah, it's just fight after fight. Um, like this is a swashbuckling fight, but they are on cars. Yeah, like there's there's so much going on in this fight that you can't really like even recap it because yeah. you'll you Old like women are dying. You're like you start thinking about what's happening here and then. It's like four different fights. Like the front of the car is having a different fight than the back of the car, which is different. If we haven't convinced you to see this movie at this point, you should probably just go stop. Toast gets pulled out of the car while the old ladies crash the motorcycle and get run over by a big rig while shooting other guys, while Tom Hardy is on the back of the big rig trying to fight off the people landing on it. Yeah. It's like, this, this is, like, like you said earlier, this is one of the few movies that have like fight scenes and action scenes. Where it doesn't feel like it's a circle of people around while the, uh, the good guy's just fighting someone one at a yeah, time. Yeah, I can only think of maybe one other movie that did it this well. Um, but it's not important to reference yeah. it for the 12th time, okay? You know, we've talked water scenes enough. So, <laughs> as, uh, as this is all going on and everyone's fighting, you get kind of the underlying... Not plot, the whole plot is him to get his wife back. But you get that mini fight as well mm-hmm. in a much more like contained setting of Michael Savage pulls up in the car, gets right in front of them, has Toast in the back seat, and this is where it's, like everything slows down. You've got Charlize Theron who's been injured at this point. She got yeah, shot in the shanked. back. Oh shanked, right, 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 with this with the pointy. With the shanked pointy by Shiv. She's hurt uh uh by slit, I think, actually. Yeah, I think it was slit. Uh, but Slit is dead at this point. He got Max thrown gets, off, and Max gets his boot back. Yeah, he got thrown off in a big explosion. Uh, Max is on the back fighting, trying to get to the front to help. Charlize is like, "I can get up there, despite being super injured. I can get up there and slow him down, get him out of our way." Uh, Nux is driving, and the wives are all like, "I don't know what to do." So I don't even know where to go from here. They're fighting. Yeah, there's, there's, you really can't... Uh, the problem is you can't give this scene justice just by explaining yeah. it. Yeah. But, and, and like, the movie doesn't really give you, like, a climactic death scene or climactic victory either. It's just Although like, it is Furiosa that gets judged. Yes, Furiosa, so that's a, Furiosa that's wins in the end. Yeah. But it's not like... They don't, like, build up some, like, big showdown scene... It is Furiosa's like working her way up to Joe. Well, at this point, she's been thrown off the car twice. Mm-hmm. So she got on it first and got knocked back down, got on again and got almost thrown off, and she catches herself on the side. Yeah. She's like this close. <laughs> and then it basically ends with uh, 
Furiosa just like hooks Joe's gas mask and it pulls his. It's it's kind of like a harpoon type on a rope, right? Like yeah, it's, it's, which then wraps up in the tire, and yeah. the tire as it turns just rips the mask. Yeah, because the mask gets like hooked off. into his jaw. Like, it is rips actually his probably like the goriest death in the yeah, movie. Yeah, because they actually show him later too. I, th- I think we pointed out earlier his face mask, which is sick, and you've probably seen a thousand times, is hooked up to a non-stop little air sack on his back that yeah. just opens and closes mm-hmm. uh, to provide him with what I'm assuming is forced yeah. air, like to keep him breathing. It's like, it's an artificial lung. Yeah, you can tell that he's not really alive. I mean, he's alive, but he's not really alive by his own means at this point. Yeah, without this suit and without, which I'm assuming they did because they wanted to use that actor, the uh, pseudo-muscle plastic plate oh, yeah. that's on his front. Uh, it's like a six pack and I, I assume that's just kind of like armor. to give the uh, to give the illusion of that's strength. What, that's what He's I'm saying. He's a very yeah. well designed character. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm saying. Is like so when he walks out in front of people, they're like, "Ooh, ooh, look at this guy." Uh, but yeah, at this point, Joe's dead. Yeah, and all that's left is Joe's one son, the big dumb idiot. Yep. So you've got big dumb idiot who's relatively unconscious on the front of the. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, war rig you've got everyone yeah, except else. a few wives in the uh savage nation mobile. yeah they've all they, actually i think they've all but the red well not yet because this away. is important uh he sits there and he says all of you need to get into that vehicle i'll stay in this i'll, yeah, I'll, I'll as I'll, soon I'll, as i see you're safe i'll lock it in because every vehicle has a yeah. sick locking mechanism for the for the, the foot pedal yeah for the mm-hmm. foot pedal once i see you're there we're good so uh, redhead capable gets in the in the in the car finally, and all of a sudden, big fat guy big wakes up. Idiot. Yeah, big dumb stupid. Which is Benny Ding Dongs. He's dead already. No, Benny yeah. Ding Dongs died a little while. Mad Max used him as a human shield. Oh right. Tried to shoot him. So this is a good point. This is Joe's son. Yep. And so Joe would have had a br- or this guy would have had a brother who was perfect in every way. Perfect in every way. He just kept yelling, "Perfect in every way." I'm assuming, which I yell a lot yeah. actually. So, which is probably because he had like no lumps. Oh, we never even pointed that out. So, uh, while Nux is crying in his fetal mm-hmm. position, he says, "My buddies are finally. They were even my buddies were leaving me alone. What does he call them? His uh, his little his little bumps. Yeah, two like, little lumps. They true faces. He on. called them his." Yeah. They had names. There was both. There was mates. Yeah, yeah his mates. mates. That's what it was. There was mates. He has two bumps, which a ton of people are mutated. But he has just two, and he drew little smiley faces on, like when SpongeBob put smiley faces <laughs> yes. on his fingers. Uh, so I think that's why this was a big deal. Like this baby wasn't fucked up mm-hmm. like everyone else. Um, anyways, so back to this. But yeah, the baby didn't make it because his wife died. Yeah, when she went over. She got run She's over the one who got run over. Yeah. So he gets up, and the minute he does that, um, his name is. Rictus Erectus. I'm going to okay. go with Big Dumb Idiot. Rictus Erectus is such a good name. Rick's Erectus. No, there's no do for you. No, okay, no, nobody's do for you, but... So, anyways, Rictus Erectus... They do fight do for you a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Do. But no, they he use, they, Max they uses the flaming guitar to kill someone. It's great. That's true. And then he gets off... But not do for you. That's way earlier before he leaves. Dies. He leaves do for you in peace. I'm pretty sure yeah. do for you is just unconscious. Like, he knocks out do for you. He's just hanging there. Well, do for you never even fights. Do for you is just like, he's okay, you got my guitar. Yeah, he keeps, like, trying to play the guitar the whole time. <laughs> Actually, yeah, because he uses it to kill the guy, drops it, and do for you lands back on it and starts shredding yeah. again. <laughs> he's like, this is all I know. So he's just laying into it. But uh, anyways, so the minute Erectus stands up, Erectus becomes Erectus. He like slams on the brakes to, to so, get yeah, it so he, he won't get the car. He just starts ripping the engine. He out. rages, man. He's like, okay, I'm gonna grab your entire engine, tear it up. And obviously 
breaks the engine. Mm-hmm. And then there's, yeah, he rips and the engine off. We did kind of gloss over this a little bit, but ever since uh, Capable found uh, Nux yeah. in the rig, they kind of like built a connection. Yeah, they've been them. And Capable looks back at Nux, and Nux points at her, and he just whispers, Witness me. Yeah, that's his thing. And then he explodes. Which, I, I'm serious. And the brother explodes. Well, so he, he hard... He, yeah, he, he, jackknifes. He, he jackknifes it and blows yeah. up the canyon. So it, it turns sideways, it explodes, and brings the canyon down so no one else can come through. And I'm assuming creates like a five car, like a 12-car pile. And it blows up Rictus Erectus, who's still holding the engine <laughs> yeah, over okay. And the guitar is the last thing yeah, you see. Yeah, the guitar see. goes flying and, Oh, no, the last thing you see is a wheel. Because, you know, that's, yeah. that's yep. Nux's thing. The wheel comes in, you just see the center of it. Uh, which, whether or not it was his wheel, who cares? It's just kind of nice. Um, <laughs> that, was so, that was such a good scene. That whole fight scene is just incredible. So they pull up to uh, the Citadel, right? Is that what we call it? Yep, yep. They pull up to the Citadel of Ricks, and when they pull in, everyone's like, whoa, 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 who is this? Who, who are you? Torso babies. Just like, yeah. What's going on over here? And uh, Max gets up on the hood of the car, pulls the sheet off, and they see just the... This is the only gory thing, is the exposed, ripped-out face of Savage. and Who is now a hood ornament. Who, yeah, and he just kicks him off the edge, and everyone's like, oh, like, yeah! Like, Joe's dead. And yeah, then all the slaves like, are like, yeah! And they get rid and they're of And they're just like, let him up! Let and the minute up. they, well, yeah, they start chanting, let him up. They pull the car up on there, and while they're letting him up, Miss, Miss Boobies start opening the water. All the people who are getting sucked for their booby milk, they just open the floodgates and mm-hmm. just leave it open. They're just like, okay, here you go. And everyone's like celebrating, and meanwhile, and some point in this, Max has gotten into the crowd, and Furiosa's going up on the lift, and they're putting, they're actually like letting the slaves get up on the lift and everything, and Furiosa just like locks eyes with Max, who looks back at her, and then he just wanders off into the crowd. Yep. The end. Credits. Yeah, I know, right? Like it it's makes like sense. It's like perfect because <laughs> he he she got her redemption. She saved most of them, mm-hmm. and she took over the Citadel, and she got to bring some of her old people with her. Yep, she got hers. Max succeeded finally and didn't kill his family. Actually, all the good guys win. And if you think about what their perspective story Nux is, Nux gets his ending he wanted. Yep. Someone witnesses his dream. And you kind of, you do kind of get the impression that Nux is dying. Yeah. Yeah, he might not have had long to live yeah. because they they do say you are basically a corpse. Dude, he got three chrome jobs. You you chrome. want me to spray chrome in your mouth three times and see how good I'll you're spray feeling? Spray chrome in your mouth three yeah. times. Hey. Witness me. Witness me. <laughs> Just say that all. Time. That would be a really dope like passing though like if you're if you're aware enough to be on your deathbed and and just be like witness me and then just fade out that would be sick that's like walt disney type ending except he's frozen somewhere i'm sorry i just now i can't get out of my mind there's got there's probably a mad max no there's probably a fury road porn out there where they just yell witness me the whole time while getting chrome jobs i guess i know (laughs) i guess i know what to look for now uh yeah the ending it Everything in this entire movie is incredibly anticlimactic, but not anticlimactic in any stretch. It doesn't, like, overly dramatize any event, really. Yeah. I, I kind of love the ending, because Max is just going to go on to have more adventures. No, the ending, yeah, it's like, incredible. This was, this was one adventure for Max, and he's going to go on to have more. Yeah. But everyone's happy. Furiosa wins. She gets her redemption in the end. Yep. She takes her people back to the Citadel, and they have water and food, and they have the bag of seeds. Yep, so they can start planting more, despite mm. of what of all, they are, all they already have. It was great. It was, it was, it makes me want to watch the old Mad Maxes. It does. Just so I know what I'm getting myself mm-hmm. into, because those, 
despite having less special effects, are very similar from from what I hear in practical effects. Like they blew a lot of stuff. The closest, up and... the closest movie to this one in the rest of the Mad Max series is the second one, Road Warrior, which is the art, which is, which is generally... before this came out, the best one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which wait, how many is there? Three before Fury Road. There, so yeah, there's the first one, Mad Max, uh, which is a little bit different. It's a, it's more of like a personal story and more of like a revenge film. Okay. Where, and it's also you know, um, so it's like the, taken but post apocalyptic. Post apocalyptic. Well, the world's yeah, not even you get, fully you post apocalyptic yet, right? You get the backstory on Max. He was a cop. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like the beginning of the apocalypse. It's not mm-hmm. like this where clearly we know what we're in. Shit went down. Yeah, and then and then the third one is Beyond Thunderdome, which is. An interesting film. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not a good film. Yeah, it's a bad movie. I, I, I kind of. But it's kind of a fun bad movie. Okay, and it's Mel Gibson still, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He still started in that one. He wasn't and big you enough to yet. say, "Welcome to Thunderdome." Every yeah. time you watch it, the Blood Dome, as in the, dancing the stone. It, it did start the mystery science theater joke of uh, getting beyond Thunderdome. Did it? The the joke is that if someone mentions a Thunderdome at any point in your life, you can just say to them. Can we just get beyond Thunderdome? <laughs> but it cannot be in relationship to the movie Mad Max 3 Beyond Thunderdome. That's the caveat. Otherwise, okay. the joke doesn't work. Okay. Thunderdome just has to come up naturally in conversation. Some sort of like, you know, we're playing, our, doing our Smash tournament and one of us yells yeah. out something about the Thunderdome. Yeah, and then we're just like, can't we just get beyond Thunderdome? <laughs> well, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I I love that movie. I really did. That that is a movie made for me. I get bored really quick and stuff, and that movie was just balls it to the wall. It is probably the best, like just straight up action movie I've ever seen. Pure action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know, there's movies that have action, but there's more to it than that. Like this movie doesn't have a whole lot more to it than action. It, it's not better than John Wick, which is I've my favorite. Whoa! We John Wick, besides Con Air, but and and I Con Air is my favorite action movie on a personal level. I just love it. John Wick is my favorite just action movie, like unbiased as far as it being a good movie, a good story, and good fight scenes, good mm-hmm. everything. That is the best action movie I've ever seen. Plus it does Keanu Reeves, one of the greatest humans of all time. Yeah, okay, yeah. And there's, there's stuff in this movie to imply that there is a wider universe beyond what is actually going on, yeah. but you don't, you don't need to know any of that. Yeah, you've got the Tusken Raiders, that. you've got the, the SSPs, the Stilty Boys. boys. You've got the, the Spikers, you've got other stuff around but you're not really aware of how wide it goes mm-hmm. like like we said they might have just it's, drove, it's like, intriguing and you want to know more but you don't need to know more and the movie isn't going to tell you more they might have only gone like 10 miles down the road for all we know i mean they're driving in the desert in giant big rigs yeah i don't through think they, storms like they probably didn't go that far that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking so uh, there is a sequel planned, I know that. Oh, is there actually a sequel Yeah, plan? yeah, I do know they want to make a sequel. I just don't know if it's going to be also George Miller, also Tom Hardy, and all that good stuff. Which, it's okay to leave off, like, Char- Charlize Theron and leave the Citadel. I feel Yeah, I feel like that story is self-contained. The yeah. Citadel, like, if you were to tell another story, you would want some other big-name actor that uh, can basically be the lead of this that Max runs into. Yeah. And they've got some other plight that Max has to help them solve. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do it that way if you wanted a big money grab. Like, this movie, oh, let's do our, our thing. Who wants to guess the Rotten Tomato score? 
I have not looked at it yet. I know the Rotten Tomato score, so uh, I, I guess. I literally I know just, it's I, high. I googled sequel, and the first thing that came up was that. Ah, uh, you're score. spoiling the whole thing. This so, is a thing Kevin, we do. Kevin, guess the Rotten Tomato score. No, I already score. looked it yes, up. It's 97. <laughs> it's uh, incredible. Such disappointment. Like, I, it's I, not mediocre. It's actually closer to perfect in every way. It. So, okay. So, okay. Okay, so here's the thing. I get why it's a 97 because of how tight of a film it is. Yeah, it's just a well-crafted it's just a, film. It's a well-made food. You can't really you can't really watch it and think of anything like wrong with it. Yes, but with that being said, I don't think it's a film that 90% of people can watch and enjoy. Remember how you said like that's a good you Now, when you say 90%, are you talking about like all people or people that would go to see this kind of movie? All people. Because I think... 97% of people that want to see this movie are like want to see an action movie are going to like it. You know, I mean, if you want to watch a Mad Max movie, I would say 100% of people will probably Well, like I think movie. that anyone who is like you you don't necessarily go to an action movie expecting like if you go if you go to an action movie, you're not expecting a comedy. No, you're not but this is not an action movie. This is just action. Okay. Like so in, and that's what I mean in that regard. So I can't so remember you're if saying it was... that some people might take offense to the lack of like a driving story. Maybe yes. So like I think it was. I don't even know about that though because the movie does an extremely good job of establishing what is actually the characters, their motivation, what they want to accomplish. So the, no, there is a does. story. No, no. If there were, I'm not doubting that. It would yeah. get boring. I'm not doubting that for a second. The story, I think, is like we said. You can't pick out something wrong with it. I don't think you can pick out something wrong with it. That's not what I'm trying to say. But one of you guys would tell me, because you're talking about bad movies, how, you know, if, if, a, if, a, if a movie got a 25%, you'd be like, okay, one out of four people probably likes this movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't think any more than that. I don't think this movie is a 97% of people who watch it. Just the general movie going population. Yes. I just don't think it's that kind of movie. It's awesome. It's great action. Even Franny would like it. Like, she loves Suicide Squad because it's just nonstop action with a bad story. <laughs> But it is that that movie is not a stop action. There's it tries to do the little like and conversations. It tried really, yeah. Suicide Squad tried really hard to, and they failed at that. But they succeeded in like, hey, you're always going to be watching some villain shoot some other villain. Franny would love this movie, but there is other people who would go into it and just be like, okay, well, when are things going to slow down? Like it, it's paced perfectly for what it is, but I, I just I don't know if I see a ninety-seven. Okay. I don't know. That's all. Might saying. be the kind of movie that Frankie would hate. Frank, yeah, yeah. Frankie would be like, "You guys, I just, I don't know. I just felt like that guy shouldn't have got thrown out the car that time." I can't think of a movie. There weren't a lot of wizards in this movie. Yeah, yeah I, say, I can't think of a movie that's not Harry Potter that Frankie would like. You know what does have Disney. wizards? She might love Belinda Blinked. Belinda. <laughs> and they actually, you <laughs> find out, wizards. you find out at the end of uh, the season, they got it published. The podcast was so successful, a publisher reached out to Rocky Flintstone and published the book. So I can actually buy her a copy for Christmas. Not an endorsement. Not yet. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Don't even listen to it until after you've heard all of Men of the Machine. Exactly. It's Um, a much more popular podcast than us. It's in like the top five. So odds are you're into podcasts. I I wish you could say it was an endorsement because that means it came to us. That has to something. Should I reach out to them? I'll reach out to them. Hey guys, we have this podcast. (laughs) Random crap. Could you please uh, put it Yeah, so that that's all I'm saying. The movie is, I I would say it. I'm very easily pleased. Flawless. I could not even think you of a mean single. Perfect thing. in every way. Perfect in every <laughs> way. Um, but I don't see a ninety-seven for Rotten Tomatoes, and we all know Rotten Tomato scores don't mean shit. But I just don't see the ninety-seven there. 
the only flaw I can pick out in the movie that someone that I could imagine someone having with it. Not enough shredder. Not there's not enough of a do do for it. The do for it. But no, the only thing I could see someone having an issue with is the little bit of uh going into it where it assumes you've seen other Mad Max stuff, like his flashbacks, like you don't need to watch the movies, but you might miss something well, like that. Someone yeah. might feel like yeah, oh, someone might, yeah, they... you, you might feel like you're missing something. But you're not. But you're you're really not, but it could leave you confused. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the good. only like thing I could see someone have taking issue with, with the yeah, movie. I would agree with that. That's good. But I wouldn't take that out of the movie either because no. it's a no. lot of what informs Max's character. Yeah, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be there. I'm saying that someone could take issue with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The three percent. Yeah, that three percent like who, who's that girl? I just want to know her name. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but otherwise, I got I got nothing else. We ran real long. Yeah, surprisingly for a movie that's just explosions, there was a yeah. lot to talk about. That's what makes it so long. When a movie has like nonstop dialogue, you can be like, okay, I can't recite word. Yeah, it's like word. in this scene they talked about crap. Let's go. It's on. like a comedy movie. We've always said we're not going to do a comedy movie for the podcast because it would just be us reciting jokes and that's lame. But for action movies, you have no choice but to try to describe the scene. And when a movie is nonstop describable scenes, yeah, oh well, yeah, that's the thing is that a lot of these action set pieces are amazing, and we just uh, we want to so, talk about someone get, standing on top of a car yelling, "Witness me!" <laughs> Witness me! So basically, the uh, the general thing we're coming up with here is go see Mad Max Fury. Oh Road. yeah, yeah, it's in theaters now. Uh, it's definitely. in theaters you know, <laughs> <it's> now. Uh, <laughs> we recorded this in 2015. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, yeah, without a doubt. If you like any sort of action movies, if you've enjoyed any sort of post-apocalyptic stuff, if you just like Tom Hardy, watch the movie. I did actually see this one in theaters, and it was a great experience. I, oh, I did. I, I, I'm sorry that you guys missed out. This was a movie that definitely would have benefited from IMAX. Uh, I've, oh, I've usually hated every IMAX, but yeah, I would agree. I would definitely agree with that. Like, this, like, because IMAX, the thing that I don't like about IMAX is a lot of times you, you literally feel the bass through the theater. Uh-huh. And this one, I feel like every time there's an explosion, you would feel the explosion, and that would just immerse you in it. I don't like it for the same reason I don't like playing Call of Duty on a bigger than a 50-inch screen. You don't screen. have to look around. I don't have to look around. This movie is just looking around. It doesn't matter if it's a small screen or a big screen. You're going to be looking at yeah. it. So if it's my entire field of view... Plus the over-the-top iMac uh, sound, sold. Yeah, very sold. It was incredible. Uh, final thoughts? It's a great movie. It's a great you movie. Should, you should watch it. If you made it this far and you haven't had the thought to pick it up, yeah. I, I don't know what's wrong. And with it's it. cheap as F. It's like uh, four bucks to rent. No Wizards, though. No Wizards. Yeah, no Sorry, wizards. Yeah. Sorry, Frankie. Yeah, my bad. I don't think we've done a movie with Wizards in it yet, so... Uh... We got time. <laughs> yeah, we got time. What did I say the movie I wanted to do was? I don't oh! Know. What am I doing this whole time? Yeah. The Wizard of Oz 2 returned yeah. to Oz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there are wizards in so it. So the very next one very well might be a wizard movie because I cannot believe you haven't seen it. Uh, my parents own it on VHS. I'll try to get it. And then you can segue that into The Wiz. Oh, yeah. Michael Jackson, baby. Oh, uh, so forever in our hearts. I haven't seen that one either. I haven't either, so we can't watch it. Until, uh, unless you come on. Have you seen it? Um, have you seen I, all of it? I have seen it. I know I've seen it because we watched it in school because our band did The Wiz as our marching band show. Awesome. Okay, we can maybe do that one day. But otherwise, uh, I'm all set with this. This has been a super long hour and 45 minute long. I might split this up into two parts, actually. It's so long. And there's a pretty good spot in the middle to break it up. I'm undecided. Is that what we're talking about, Savage Nation? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the perfect spot to separate it. Uh, otherwise, this has been Men of the Machine. I'm Kevin. 
I'm DJ. And I'm Jay. Thanks for listening. And as you can see, over here we have the man of the machine.